Hello everyone, welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. We are at episode 5. My name is Patrick, I'm once again joined by Josh, Seth, and Steve. Uh, a bit of a lighter agenda for today's show. Uh, not as many things to discuss. We also might have this going up a bit later than usual because we couldn't record the normal day we were because, Josh, you have left your job. I have. <laughs> Obviously not for the podcast reason. Um, but uh, yeah, I decided that it was time to move on from my current role and I'll be starting a new one tomorrow. So apologies for pushing the date back, guys. And if we were to have recorded our original day, what state of mind would you have been in? Uh, absolutely smashed. Very drunk. <laughs> it would not have been coherent, for sure. He would have been recording in a bar. <laughs> Bit of live live action from uh, from on the scene. And of course, uh, not the only person to have uh, an alcohol-related dependency come up uh, recently. Steve, you are sounding a little bit worse for wear today. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing good now. This morning, though, I was about to call the CEO of Alcohol um, to get him to cancel alcohol and say that we found some tweets that we didn't really like. Uh, I was pretty rough this morning. Um, the old karaoke will do that to you. Kicking on at 2am will do that to you. But the important thing is I got my um, my Maccas feed. I slept for about four hours and we're ready to go. We're ready. We're pumped. We're amped. So when you get a Maccas feed, wild tangent, I know. When you get a Maccas feed, are you one that buys up, eats up, and then goes to bed? Or are you one that buys up, eats a bit, and then saves the rest, expecting to wake up feeling terrible you know, the next day, and then you have and you have Maccas in the fridge? No. Maccas in the fridge is an abomination and should be wiped Definitely off the face of this planet. Oh. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. who solid, ever leaves solid Maccas agree. in the fridge? <laughs> Maybe just leave it, leave it out for the flies. <laughs> the flies can have a bit of Maccas I as mean, a treat. If you do what I've done in the past, you just uber-eat something, wake up like five hours later. So sometimes your your previous drunk self will just do you a solid and you know you'll you'll just wake up and yeah it will be in the fridge but you you won't have any idea how it got there you're just glad that it's that it's there yeah that's good as well but it's, it's better than it's better than not having it I guess. yeah ab- yeah I, I think i think we can all agree on that um also also big 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 news they have a tim tam mcflurry there Maybe where you are. <laughs> Only in Australia. Yeah. Uh, well, we come over, get the Tim Tam McFlurry, and then go. Tim it's Tam McFlurry. Amazing. It's really good. Do they Damn. have Tim Tams in the uh, We need to we need to figure something out for people that aren't that, that don't have Tim Tams. Uh, well, they are available in uh, in America now, Tim Tams. But TLDR, chocolate covered biscuit with like chocolate on the middle of those biscuits. It's like a Kit Kat, but better. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it is. Um, I mean, we're, we're used to the, uh, what have we got? We got the Oreo McFlurry, M&M McFlurry, and... A flake? There's like a, a hidden forbidden third one, but it's not Tim oh. Tam. I forget what... Yeah. Is it flake? Or... Oh, flake, yeah, it'd be flake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we have the flake ones here as well. Um, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. The, um, the Tim Tam, though, for anyone that doesn't know what a Tim Tam is and has access to them, do we talk about like the Tim Tam Slam? See, oh god that, yes please that, that's a uniquely australian thing is i think it? because even even me trying to describe it to other people in new zealand they like they can kind of figure out what it is just based on the name but it's not common it's definitely not a common thing but yeah feel free to feel free to describe right, it so basically you bite the the corner off a tim tam because they're a rectangle shape and then you bite the corner off the like the opposite corner off and you put it in like a milk or like like a chocolate milk or whatever it doesn't really matter what type of milk and you, you suck through it because it's got air in it. You can suck the milk through it and it becomes like this hot, melty mess if you have it in tea or it just becomes like the flavor of the chocolate milk or whatever you're drinking if it's cold. And it's so good. You just like eat it whole after that. Oh, it's amazing. 
Did you just say you have a Tim Ham Slam with tea? You can have it with tea or whatever. It doesn't really matter. It just adds like chocolate to it. What the fuck? It doesn't matter. It's so good. That definitely seems like the uh, the suboptimal drink to, to have than it coffee. with. Milk, I was on I'm board. I'm just going to have my, my peppermint tea with my <laughs> Tim Tams. Mate, they make peppermint Tim Tams, man. That's the worst idea have you have you ever tried to do it with like one of the one of the gooey scented ones? Does it work as well? I don't know. I don't know if it, if it works. I think I had when they had that the the that Macron guy Zumbo whatever his name was. They did that fusion, and I think I tried, but because like the scent is a bit hard, it it, it wasn't as good. But it's still good though. Oh, I'm sure it's still good. Uh, do you guys have squiggles over there? Squiggles? I I don't know what that is. What the fuck is a squiggles? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's like um, it's like uh, I don't know, like a crunchy chocolate bar or like uh, hokey pokey flavored, like biscuit. You can't you can't slam it, but it's like a real similar. It has a real similar niche to um, Tim Tams in terms of just being good with. with it sounds drinks. like um, like those TV snacks. Do you guys have those? <laughs> Maybe not. No, I, f- I feel like we're just getting wildly off topic to the point where we're just going, do, do you have do you have this <laughs> specific brand to the country where I'm from? No, I've never heard of TV well, snacks. They're, they're like T-double-E-V-double-E, and they're like basically tiny Tim Tams, and you just like bite-sized, and you same, same. That's what it sounds like. I feel like they're a bit more biscuity than being like a Tim Tam. A little bit Tam. more biscuity, yeah. Or pods. Pods are also amazing. I had the Krispy Kreme TV snacks, and they're fucking red hot dog shit do not recommend <laughs> oh the Krispy Kreme Golden Gate times were also dog shit no they were you take that back right now <laughs> it was too sweet there's no such thing there is such a thing well, guys, so welcome to the snack cast <laughs> yeah. we're now talking about snacks uh, I, I will say uh, don't I, I don't have those but Krispy Kreme just as like the donut they were doing a uh, Pokemon promotion it was like Pokemon X Krispy Kreme oh they did and too gotta say rather good yeah, we had that as well, but I didn't have the money to get them at the time. I know someone that did, though. Yeah, I didn't eat them, but they looked good. Yeah, they they tasted pretty good, too. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, cool. Anyway, um, probably should actually you know, crack on with, with the agenda for this evening. Um, we'll do a quick round of lounge. Uh, shall we start with Josh? Because I know that your, your upcoming is relatively empty. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've had a very busy week starting and finishing a, a new job, so I haven't really got too much on my plate. Obviously, I was still wrapping up the sort of end game of Pokemon, which I think there's a few guys you want you want to bring up something about it later, Steve. Um, as well as I, uh, I, there was a Minecraft update for anyone that, that does play Minecraft, and they basically completely overhauled the entire world. So, spent a little bit of time in there recently. Um, does anyone anyone here tried the new Minecraft update? Not yet. I've had a few people from a Discord we share try and coerce me into into giving it a crack, and maybe I will, but just haven't had the time yet. I've had some other things on my plate. Did you end up trying it? Yeah, and I'm always worried about jumping straight into Minecraft because it always feels like it's all right. This is all I'm doing for the next twenty years. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like that. But they basically extended the world height by sixty blocks and increased the the depth of the world where Bedrock was by another sixty blocks. Um, and completely overhauled the caves, completely overhauled the mountains, and it's like, it's a whole different world. Like, even the ores and everything, like diamonds spawn at different levels, stuff like that. So it's, um, yeah, it's a very different game now, and you kind of really have to adjust to what, what it is. But, you know, people that play Minecraft to build things, you know, nothing's going to change. So, yeah, thought I'd bring that up, but that's, uh, that's kind of it for the Minecraft stuff without going too deep into it. And Pokemon, I think you wanted to dig into, right, Steve? Yeah, I've been playing Pokemon as well. Um... I'm also going back in time and playing Halo 4 and probably eventually Halo 5 because Infinite 
single player campaign comes out on Thursday or Friday pretty soon. Um, and I'm just sort of getting back into the routine. Getting your getting your hype train all, all powered up. About to leave the station. Oh, sorry. it's 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 oh, it's already left the station. The second. Oh, that, it's already at full steam. Yeah, the second that beta dropped, like what three months ago, it's we're on a one-stop collision course. Cannot wait. Very keen. Uh, but yeah, it's just going back and revisiting Halo Four and learning the controls again because it's, they're very different to what the controls are for Infinite. So when you went back to play the older Halos, why didn't you pick a good one? Because <laughs> well, I knew I wouldn't have enough time. Like the, my the original intention was to play from one. Two ODST, three and Reach, but then like the infinite multiplayer dropped early, and it was like, all right, well, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Four was all right. Sweet, I, I give it a hard to discuss bits of that. And Seth, what have you been up to this week? Yeah, uh, I pl- played and finished Ratchet and Clank Drift Apart, and I watched the first three, uh, first two Persona Three movies. So uh, those are those are going to be pretty chunky topics, I find. <laughs> Sweet. Well, uh, I suspect we'll probably end up spending the most time talking about Ratchet and Clank, so I might leave that till I don't know the the feature story or whatever the equivalent is. Uh, in yeah, the, whatever the, the show is, we, the part where we usually talk about one big game that we've all been playing at the same time for four yeah, minutes. Yeah, and, <laughs> and crazily enough, it's one that hasn't come out this week. <laughs> yeah, Which, I know. Probably a nice change. Um, well, in that case, should we just chuck it back to Steve? Uh, shall we deep dive a little bit more into uh, the Halo Halo 4 and then move on to the Pokemon? How does yeah. that sound? Yeah, no, that, sound, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, so long story short, I've been um, picked up Halo 4 as part of the Master Chief collection, which is very different how I originally played Halo 4 on the 360 when I got it day one with my very big um, collector's edition. But yeah, I'm playing it through through the Master Chief Collection. It looks really good in a way that, like, I think because I was playing on the 360 when I came. Was it the 360 or the Xbox One? I feel um, like it was the it Xbox was the 360. One. It was, yeah, good. I'm was not having a, a seat. <laughs> the, on, the only Halo you both game said on something Halo, different. Uh, on, <laughs> I was about to call it the Halo One. The only Halo game that was on the Xbox One was Halo Five. Yeah, was... okay, cool. Wonderful. Thought so. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, wait, Halo One wasn't even on the Xbox One. That seems like a that seems like a missed opportunity. <laughs> well, technically, it's on the Master Chief Collection. So technically, <laughs> actually, actually pushes the glasses up. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've been I've been playing that. I also jumped into the uh, Master Chief Collection multiplayer as well. Holy shit, fuck me! There's so many cosmetics, and I'm because the control scheme's a bit different. Like you, there's no I think it's like iron sights, the left bumper. Like the left bumpers, grenades instead, melees with B, you sprint. In, with You can remap all the controllers, the controls and stuff, but I didn't want to. But I just like got annihilated. Like I think it was like five kills, 15 deaths. I'm like, all right, I've had enough. Uh, and Seems pretty standard to me. It's classic. Um, but I wasn't getting, <laughs> I wasn't getting cussed out, so that's, that's quite good. <laughs> well, I, I was going to ask actually, because with obviously the, the infinite beta is running at the moment, was there actually, like, were you able to find matches in Master Chief Multiplayer? Yeah, uh, no, no problems at all. Um, it's probably one of those things that it, the community's still there and probably waiting for it to like officially release, or maybe they actually prefer the Master Chief Collection because it's, it's been going for like, multiple seasons i think it was up to season 10 or 11 or something it's quite hard because it doesn't have a battle pass exactly yeah and 
there are, if you put a lot of time into it and you've gotten all the customization things, like why would you go to a new one and the battle pass is like, all right, well, you have to pay like a bajillion games just to make it to the end, um, mm. unless you want to pay money. And so, just, I mean, you, you sort of you sort of touched on like a whole bunch of different topics there. Uh, Josh, why why is Halo 4 one of the worst games? Well, it's not one of the worst games, but... Oh, sorry, it the... is the worst game. Sorry, why is it the worst it's, game? It's the worst Halo game. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, no, I take that back. Halo 5 is the worst Halo game. But, yeah, I mean, compared to... Obviously, there's a lot of love for the original trilogy. Um, so 1, 2, 3, and then ODST just sort of capping it all off. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why exactly it just doesn't feel right to be a, a Halo game. It just, it just really didn't, didn't click with me per se. And I it think, doesn't you know, like it, it's weird and it brings more up above like the, the forerunner stuff. And I'll, I'll say it sort of, cause I think I'm about 60, 70% of the way through it. I'm semi sure, uh, cause I'm playing it on normal. I'm just like steamrolling. The weapons and everything were cool though. Like the, everything about the world and everything was was good it just really didn't inspire like it was basically just cortana slowly losing her mind and that was the entire story and it wasn't it just wasn't enough i think yeah that's that's sort of the thing like i sort of like that so cortana's descent into rampancy because that's like a a whole thing of her and master chief are like the because <laughs> it's a whole dynamic. thing you had to be there yeah the, the dynamic duo the buddy buddy cops and blah 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 and if it's like it's sort of like a can the Master Chief do anything without his little AI friend helping him out? Yeah, and that's without a without a GPS. It's, it's essentially, that's what she is. But <laughs> I mean, there were certain parts in the story where he obviously struggled without Cortana because she was, you know, busy kind of losing her mind, and it was, I don't know, it just it really just didn't stick with me like the other games did. But um, it was still good. Like all the weapon designs, and everything like I was saying, are phenomenal, and the big bad boss at the end was was pretty cool. Just over quick yeah yeah oh, the weapons like especially because now they're sort of like well in, in halo 4 sorry there are like the three streams of weapons you've got like the human weapons the forerunner weapons and covenant weapons it just seems that if you've got you've got the human shotgun you've got the forerunner shotgun and you've got the covenant shotgun and rinse and repeat for rocket launchers pistols machine guns etc 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 they do have some very different things like the human pistol can zoom in, whereas the plasma pistol from the Covenant, like, is an EMP if you charge it, and the bolt shot, that's the forerunner pistol, can be charged, and it sort of becomes, like, a, a mini shotgun thing. So it sort of feels like... It just feels like a different skin that has, like, a little difference of a feature, and it just sort of feels like it's all right, well, I don't have enough ammunition for my um, assault rifle. I'm just going to pick up the forerunner assault rifle, and it does the same thing. Yeah, that's basically what yeah, it is. Yeah, I see. Not a lot, not enough kind of differentiation between the different weapon types. Yeah, there's no variation, and the vehicles though are a bit, it's sort of in the same. Actually, no, the vehicles are in a completely different vein because like covenants have like the banshees that can fly, and there are really no. Forerunner vehicles, what I guess. It's called, but about halfway through the the story for four, you get in like those big mech walkers. They were cool. Yeah. Have you done that? Before? Yeah, th no, that yeah, no, that's that 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 is sick. I love that um, level. There's like two parts in the story you can get it. Mwah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, they were awesome. I love those things. <laughs> uh, Seth, what about because you 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 were a big fan of the um, Infinite Beta, which I assume you're still playing bits and pieces of. What, what's your stance on the previous Halo games? Fan of four? Not a fan of four? I haven't played. Uh, no, I played a little bit of four, and 
again, I only really touched multiplayer of the older games, and I was not a fan of that one. But it might have something to do with I was I borrowed a couple of games at once, and everyone just kept going, no, no, keep playing Halo Four, keep playing Halo Four, when I wanted to try and play other games, and it was like I just got really annoyed with everyone going, oh yeah, let's play Halo Four when. I, it was my Xbox, and I wanted to do other things. <laughs> uh, understandable, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't really know how we how we wrap this up. Uh, obviously, Master Chief Collection's been out for a while. Uh, does wait? Does that include four? No. Yes, no. it does. Four's, well, yes, it does. Yes, okay. It does. So it includes it's... one, two, three, and four, and I think ODST is like a separate. Well, ODST and Reach, sorry, are separate or were separate. Um. Yeah, sort yeah. of add-on DLC, whatever you want to call it. But I think because if you've got Game Pass, all the Halo games, so both Reach and ODST are included with that. But if you got it separately, you don't get that. So Which is pretty weird because, uh, look, we're going to get into the Halo debate now because Reach is the best one by far. I agree. That one should be on Game Pass and it's sort of like a... I'm not sure if it's universally is it held as the best. Is it on Game Pass for Xbox? Because it is on PC. It is? Ah, oh, yeah. okay. It's, yeah, so... At least for PC, the the Master Chief Collection released with one, two, and three. I think it was, um, and then it they started added, with Reach. They did it in they chronological just started order. With Reach? I don't think they did. Yeah, I thought they added Reach for yeah. Reach and Four afterwards. Yeah, so no, I'm... no, they did Reach first because I got the game and I was like, oh hey, let's uh, play it, and everyone was like, no, I hate Reach. Hmm. Reach is the best one. Reach. And then I haven't played. And then I haven't played to the Master Chief Collection since. Wow. Uh, yeah, obviously, I, I went through and played it after everything had already released, so I'm not super certain, but they are all there on, on Game Pass, at least for PC, so I hope that's the case for Xbox. The only one that's missing on PC is Halo 5. Right, yeah, because I, I just threw out the original trilogy just because that because I have uh, Master Chief Collection. I haven't played a huge amount because I got that at the same time as uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and I just had a bigger nostalgia pull to Mass Effect, but... Uh, I remember downloading and loading up one, one and three, I think, and I just don't remember what else was in that list, so I just wasn't sure if it went past the original trilogy. But sounds like it's there at least, which is cool. So um, I guess round the group quickly. Favorite one from that collection sounds like Reach for two out of the three. Yes. Yeah, without a doubt. Seth, favorite? Uh, my favorite Halo game, probably yeah. Reach as well. Yeah. Oh, look at that, three out of three. All right, cool. Uh, thank you for that, Steve. Shall we move on to Pokemon? Yeah, sure. So I've sort of been like, chop, chop, chopping away and up to the, the legendary fire Dialga and I can't catch it, so I'm sort of a bit frustrated with the RNG at the moment. Uh, but no, I'm still liking it. It's still good. Awesome. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. I, um, I, I know that we sort of, we, we did perhaps a bit more of a deep dive on it uh, last week, which people can go back and listen to. Um, I... Shoot, I actually don't remember where we landed on this last week. You, did you play the originals? Yes, I did, and I love the originals. One of my, like, I think Generation Four is the best gen. Um, Platinum did fix a lot of the quality of life things that uh, had problems with Diamond and Pearl, like different Pokemon typings and uh, and that kind of stuff. And and do you have the same pull to to finish this one with the same vigor as you know the the younger Steve would have back in the day? Well, because I remember getting it, and it was like 2007, first year of high school, and it came out like right smack bang on school holidays, I'm pretty sure. And I literally, like, me and my brother finished it in like like two or three days. Like, we literally were doing like 14-hour sessions with it. We were like, oh, that's crazy. That's what Josh did too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the more things change, why I, I, I say the same, right? 
Yeah, I know. And, and it's crazy because, Josh, you're, you're also on school holidays, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, <laughs> wraps up the job. Oh, so. no, that's right. You were working full time. No, that's that's even worse. <laughs> Mate, look, Pokemon, I, Sorry, I, I ended up taking the day off for the, for the release of Pokemon and I have zero regrets. Yeah, no, I, it's weird. Quite a few of my colleagues do that too. Um, they didn't, I don't think they did it with uh, BDSP. They did it with Sword and Shield, definitely. There was like a whole... Oh god, I feel sorry for them. <laughs> I don't know, block, group, crow, uh, pod, I don't know, Flock. group of people. <laughs> a murder block, of yeah. people. A murder Ugh. of people. <laughs> a, a Pokemon party of people. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they, they, all, they all took the day off, um, unsuspiciously of course, uh, and then all just played uh, through at one of the, one of the flats. Um, sounded fun, I wasn't part of it, but uh, yeah, no, it's cool. So where are you up to now, and, and how, how long... Uh, yeah, where are you up to now? We'll start with that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm up to just catching Diaga. So just past the seventh gym, finishing sort of the, the Team Galactic quest line. Cool. I know that Josh brought this up in last week's episode, but in terms of the battle scenes, uh, the the box legendary, the Diaga Palkia fight, um, I think is perhaps one of the best battle scenes I've seen, maybe even in any Pokemon game. Uh, w- w- would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. I'd even agree with a couple of fights before. With uh, with Cyrus and the I yeah, the Cyrus is also a very good second place for that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, they look really good, and it's, it sort of fills with the whole theme of like, sure they're not. You're on Spear Pillar. You could just have done like a mountain background, but they actually went full out. It looks like you're in space. Yeah, I uh, I'm only uh, I don't know within an hour ahead of you. I've I've caught the box legendary, and I I just uh, before we started recording beat the eighth gym. So I'm slowly making my way towards the Pokemon League. Um, I agree with with all of that, but the the one thing which I don't remember the uh, the originals having this problem, but it's so hard to take seriously the uh, the like leader team of of Team Galactic, you know, like Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars, or whatever, and they just have the dumb Funko Pop faces talking about how you're some <laughs> punk ass kid, and they just have this big dumb chibi expressions. It's ah. Oh, it's yeah. it's difficult it's difficult to to work through it's just kind of one of those you just sit and mash a and hope you forget <laughs> yeah I, i'm still not sold on that chibi art style i still hate it i think like i like i said last week i think the expressions that they put on their faces is, is new and you know i'm glad there's some kind of expression on your trainer but it doesn't suit the the yeah the, the fisher price funko pop toys nah not 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 a fan it's just it's it's so I don't know, like, everything that Cyrus exudes is, like, I am bad guy. And he's, like, this big, like, mysterious entity, very strong, very stoic. You know, he talks about how emotion is just, you know, <laughs> weakness entering the body um, and all this other stuff. And and you look at him, and he's got, like, dimples drawn onto a Funko Pop <laughs> as, like, yeah. as his default bad guy expression. And you're like, really? <laughs> this is the This is the guy that wants to build a new world? Yeah, Cynthia as well, like, you know, she, she walks up and she's like, hi, I'm Cynthia. And you're like, why do you look four years old? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. The trainer school is back this way, Cynthia. <laughs> Off you go. But, <laughs> yeah, it's also such a such a hard switch up. I think we discussed it last week as well, but going from like, you know, like Cyrus and Cynthia, great examples of this, where you're like, oh, look at them, like baby, baby Cynthia, baby Cyrus. And then you and enter then... the battle and then it's just like, why do I hear boss music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why are they so lanky and tall and gaunt looking, you know, in Cyrus's yeah, case? Yeah. <laughs> why do I feel like Cyrus actually wants to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> wow, the threat because is suddenly real. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's... Hmm. Ups and downs. 
uh, I, I don't want to just rehash the discussion we had last week, because obviously we had that discussion last week, and people are free to go back and listen to episode four, where we discuss that more in detail. But yeah, just because I and you know Steve as well have moved on from where we were when we were talking about it last week, it's just interesting to sort of revisit and update thoughts and, and feelings. And I guess uh, in line with that, uh, well, two bits of news. One, um, people have discovered a glitch that means they can beat the game in 17 minutes. And two, that glitch is now patched. <laughs> yes, version 1.12 <laughs> is released. Mm. Uh, what do you mean, excuse me? Which 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 part was the... Uh, was <laughs> they the, the patched it surprise? already? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, they, uh, they had the most passive-aggressive um, patch note attached to it. It was like, we have... Uh, implemented fixes that enhance a pleasant game-playing experience. <laughs> or something just equally, um, I don't know, like dystopian, like almost Black Mirror reading. Because what it was, was you, you could you could open the Pokemon menu and then just kind of open a second menu, which the game would just freak out and just stop behaving normally in any way. And it meant that you could do stuff like um, item cloning, you could skip cutscenes, you could freeze uh the game effectively it was crazy what you could do with this menu system and then they just went and patched it so i don't know what what that'll do to speedrun leaderboards because you know clearly we now have a hard ceiling of version one time and everything past version one time but okay, it'll be so interesting uh it sounds like uh, people just figured out how to activate some developer tools no no not at all no 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 it was it was entirely unintended you could open you could open the same like you know every pokemon menu you press x to open the menu you got pokemon and bag and stuff but you could do it from a Pokemon summary screen. I just remembered what the name it, what I was looking for. I was, I was thinking a debug mode. Yeah, no, d definitely not debug mode. Quite literally, it was just opening more than one menu so that everything around you in the world kind of just stopped working. Yeah. <laughs> because it thought you were in oh, the pause okay. menu. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it definitely wasn't intended. It was stuff like... Because the, the current, the current speedrun strat is you, you play the game normally for three minutes and you go and get your starter and fight a Starly and, and talk to people. And then... After that, you go and uh, effectively freeze the game by registering the old rod to multiple um, key item slots, and you can use a an NPC's push in Jubilife City to say, hey, you can't go this way yet, to clip you basically out of bounds. It's staggering how much they could do off the back of opening one menu. But yeah, no, that entire function worked on being able to open the menu, which of course is now patched. Yeah, basically you would run directly from the second town in this pause menu, way to the Pokemon League, save it, reboot, and then walk through the Pokemon League door basically underneath the waterfall and just glitch into there. And then because you could open up multiple menus, you were able to skip all the trainer battles and skip Cynthia and walk into the uh, <laughs> into the Hall of Fame and that was it. Yeah, and yeah, it was insane. My, my favorite part with watching that is that uh, there are... You know, in, in pretty much every Elite Four, when you enter the room, the, the game will automatically make you walk forwards and interact with that Elite Four member. And so if you do this glitch, it, it seizes the game. And so the game goes, oh, okay, clearly we're not supposed to be moving him yet. And then if you then resume it by doing the same glitch again, the game goes, okay, we should be resuming walking him forwards. But you can use that to just get your character to walk through the back wall of where you're fighting the Elite Four member and it just goes into the next room. That sounds perfect. It's fantastic to watch, and it was crazy seeing how quickly that was discovered, too, because within, shoot, Josh, you and I were keeping up with this, I think it was, what, within three days, it dropped from, 
beating it in less than two hours to beating it in less than 20 minutes yeah yeah it was pretty crazy you were you were sending me updates and i was sort of just seeing them as well it was like oh you know it's been two hours oh look it's been beaten now it's under 30 minutes and you're like wait what <laughs> oh look under 25 under 22 oh we've hit 17 and that wasn't even number one in the leaderboard it was like number four from what we just saw so like that's oh yeah crazy. The, the small ant run yeah. shout out to small ant big fan um <laughs> i know he loves listening to our podcast <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon small ant likes big bugs? I think he prefers smaller, smaller ones. Smaller blue-colored whoopers. <laughs> 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 lots and lots of whoopy boys. I do love seeing new po- uh, new armor speed runs come up because it's just a treat to watching them, like all the strategies being developed on the fly. Like um, earlier this year, we were talking about how uh, me and Josh were playing Metroid Dread and people were trying to figure out how to most efficiently play the game and then also trying to figure out, well, how quickly can we beat the game with getting as little percentage as we can to the point that people found zero uh, ways to get 0% runs. And now you can do 0% runs in around an hour, maybe less. I don't mind, like, you know, speedrunning as a general, but my favorite ones are the ones like these where they go, hey, you know, I found a way to pick this like, game apart at its seams. <laughs> and now we've yeah, just yeah. walked straight through everything the game is supposed to be doing. I think it's that's, super that, That's what I can't imagine, because I really enjoy it. I think it's an IGN series of the developers react to watching speedruns of their own games. And quite often, the developers will just sit there with their jaw on the floor going, we had no idea that you know this mechanic could be used this way, or that people could do this thing with a system we designed. I... I have no idea what it must be like to be either a developer or a QA that looks at someone effectively getting pushed into the sky to walk over the trees out of bounds and then just <laughs> walk to the Pokemon League. Like, this is, like, I don't know, ha- having having worked in QA, you you feel confident you've found, like, most of, the, most of the bugs or most of the big bugs and that anything that's left over is either minor or is so hard to fix that it's just kind of accepted as part of, like, it's such a small chance of happening in the wild and it's such a big thing to fix that chances are it's not worth the effort but to see this get exploited like this so quickly after release i just cannot help but like i feel like there has to be some admiration from the people that spent months making this to see it get burned down in a matter of minutes (laughs) or they just go into absolute sieve mode and want to go and patch it right away yeah a bunch of emergency company emails saying, "Hey, this game has been. Uh, this game is the top of the Pokemon speed runs at the moment. We need to drop that down." <laughs> uh, I actually don't know what the fastest game to speed run from Pokemon is. Uh, Pokemon Surely red. it's Red and Blue. It's Red, yeah, Red and Blue. At least until the, these patches, like sorry, these current glitches. Um, yeah, Red and Blue for sure. I think it was like thirty something minutes was an average run because you were able yeah, to and- do manips based upon your inputs to predict what the game was going to do randomly so definitely yeah. red and blue and the amount of like big brain wizardry that you need for a good red and blue speed run even puts you know glitch hopping over a tree to shame like it's crazy how how much of a deep dive there is on the like not even like the game mechanics like how the code gets executed within the game yeah they do some pretty crazy stuff like especially within the bags and everything to basically just you know do whatever they want to do it's crazy yeah like underflowing memory addresses and things to force the next encounter to be a certain type and if you spin three times click your heels four times and say you know there's no place like home but uh nidoran you know mail appears which you can then use to trip this next thing oh it's, it's crazy yeah there's a really good video on it that i think steven and i watched before but um 
yeah, there is this an interesting speed run. Would would recommend checking checking it out for anyone that hasn't seen it. Are there any games that you guys feel like you'd be good enough to speed? I, I know, like, we're, uh, well, I should start that by saying, I feel like that's a natural place to wrap up the Pokemon discussion, so we're going to wrap it up there. But it does lead to an interesting question. Is there any games that you guys feel you could either be good enough to speedrun or have an interest in speedrunning? Nah. I'm not... Uh, it just seems like... Uh, speedrunning is, like, not a thing that I, I'm a big fan of. Well, it's something that I don't really enjoy watching or anything because it just sort of seems to be, like, a... If you either go through the motions enough times you're just going to get fast, faster or you're doing some weird ways to sort of like break the game in a way that it was like alright well what are you like video games are supposed to be fun I don't get any fun from watching someone like break it or bypass anything um, but then at the same time like if you find fun in that go for it I'm not going to yuck your yum yeah uh, speedrunning is a different type of fun than what I like to have I like to get uh, skillful in games that uh, uh, that I enjoy, like with the Devil May Cry games, I like to get to a point where I'm doing uh, combos pretty well and uh, getting through, getting pretty high scores. But um, speedrunning is a different type of dedication, and that I don't, I, I haven't tried it, so I can't say I don't enjoy it. But it feels like something I wouldn't enjoy because it comes down to a lot of little things going right, that um. And a lot of dexterity that I don't personally have, and I would get frustrated myself trying to do. I, I feel like in in your case, especially Seth, being a fan of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, that you would quite enjoy speedrunning, getting a character into Elite Smash, you know, via Wi-Fi battles. <laughs> no, I I usually lose a lot of matches on Smash Ultimate Wi-Fi. I I get to the point where I'm about to break into Elite Smash, and then I just go on a losing streak. I mean, that's because every opponent that beats you, you know, has no life and needs to go outside. Exactly. Those Captain Falcons that just absolutely demolish you on round start, they need to go outside and touch grass. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Um, I, I don't speedrun things myself, but I watch, like, a few different people that speedrun things, but I watch more, like, cut-down compilations and stuff rather than, like, the full speedrun most of the time. Um, I think... If I was going to speedrun a game, it probably would be a Pokemon game, and it probably would be Red, um, just because it seems like a reliable speedrun to do as long as you're, you're good enough at it, and it seems like you can kind of learn it in a couple of days from what I've seen, so that would probably be what I'd pick up. Maybe that or like a Mario game or something. Hmm. What about you? Um, I, I semi... Uh, hmm. There are a few games, particularly games that I really enjoy. If I buy them multiple times, or particularly if I buy them on multiple platforms, if I've already played it through once, I'll generally try and beat the game, not necessarily to speedrun level, but I'll try and beat the game as fast as I can uh, on another platform. Uh, I don't think I've done that recently with anything. Hades? The last one that I did that with was um, Burnout Paradise, actually. Burnout 5. Oh, where very good. I... Good choice. Yeah, I, I actually did have a reasonably good... I mean, this is before I really... I mean, you know, Burnout 5 was released back in 2008, and this one would have been speedrunning Ultimate Box, which would have been 2010, 2011. So it was kind of before... Like, I, I think, personally, speedrunning only really became a more mainstream thing in the last five or so years with the rise of Twitch and things. So uh, me doing Burnout Paradise fast it was not being the same league as speedrunning nowadays. But uh, I did a reasonably good time. It was competitive for a competition that Criterion was running at least, which I was pretty proud of. I would have oh, thought well, that you would do um, good. like Hades or something like that that you absolutely smashed. <laughs> yeah, but like 
that's that's an interesting game in that um, it's a game that I have played to death and absolutely love. But I am, oh, like I I thought I was I <laughs> I, I thought I was pretty good. Uh, it was one of those like you know uh, killed by my own hubris moments of. We had a discussion about it at work with a few people, and they go, "Oh, you know, we're all into Hades. It's cool. What sort of like, what sort of builds and times do you get?" Uh, I am, um, I have a lot to learn <laughs> with Hades. With Hades speed tech, my fastest time I think is something, 18 minutes, which is not, like that is nothing to write home about. And I was super proud of it when I got the 18 minute run, and then I find that a colleague is, you know, oh, I'm, you know, slowing down a bit. I only got 10 minutes on the run, you know, however long ago. It's like, well. Guess I'll go back to driving cars fast because clearly clearing the underworld quickly isn't for me. <laughs> True, you can speed run like uh, every EXP board in Forza Horizon Five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think I think that mm, I think I like to play games efficiently, which is kind of close to speed running, where you want to go for a hundred percent, but you just do it in a methodical way and not necessarily for the sake of speed. Yeah, right? I'm the same. Yeah, yeah, that's about the same way I am as well. I like to play to a high level, but not to a speed run level. Yeah, but I definitely have appreciation for the people that do it, particularly the ones that grind for some stupid number of hours day in, day out to, you know, inch their personal best by a couple seconds. Yeah, and then you've got, like, yeah, like me sitting in the background. I think Seth and, and you would have heard it a lot where it's like, hey, why don't you do it this way? And I'm like, no, it's not efficient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I must optimize. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. Well, uh, with that also seeming like a, a good place to end that shall we move on to uh the persona movies seth you want to tell us about those yeah sure so this was another idea that my girlfriend had and we sat down and watched it with a couple of our friends again uh we watched through the first two persona free movies there's four of them in total and i think it says something about these movies where the first two cover two-thirds of the game's plot um they they're split up into four movies because they cover se uh, like each calendar season. So the first one was uh, uh, fall, I think, and the second one's winter. So next up, we'll be going into um at, uh spring and then summer at the end. But uh, yeah, the movies are pretty faithful to the game story. Uh, they do little bits of changes. One I actually really appreciate because something I find. I found really annoying in the game is that in the social link system where you have to uh, interact with other characters to get uh, friendships and uh, level up your character, uh, your uh, personas that way, um, you just have to kind of go out and interact with a whole bunch of people and uh, the best way to interact with these people is to just tell them what they want to hear So and your character just kind of goes along with whatever everyone else is doing. It doesn't actually feel like a character. So there's this little girl that says she wants to run away from home. So you just to get the best reaction out of her, you tell her to run away from home. There's oh I see yeah. yeah there's a person that um says uh, uh that they're just going to keep training even though they've got a bus a bum leg, but they really want to do well for the track team to make their cousin proud. And instead of telling them to hey go get your leg checked out and do something to help it recover, you just tell them oh hey yeah go go to the track field keep running break your leg. Yeah. I, I really enjoy the games that just let you play an absolute chaotic unit, uh, particularly with dialogue. Yeah, um, I didn't actually really enjoy it because of the fact that those are your best options because you get uh, you get uh, points uh, towards the characters depending on what you give them, what answers you give them. 
and all of those types are the best ones for those uh, situations. So it oh, that's it weird. Yeah, it really pulls you out of it a little bit. But uh, yeah. So uh, the movie actually has a scene where the char- the main character gets called out for that, where they're told, "Hey, if you're not if you're not uh, completely." Uh, into this idea, then just stay home because we don't want you coming in here just for the sake of being here because someone else told you to come. So I I enjoyed that a lot. It's put them into a position where they have to do something else and like kind of grow as a character. But uh, yeah, instead of like trying to cover like gameplay bits like some anime adaptations would do and like just try to... So, they've done Persona uh, as an anime before, but uh, they did it as an anime series. And they try to squeeze as much as they can into those. They try to cover some social links as well as the main game's plot. And these are 80-plus hour RPGs. There's a lot to cover. <laughs> so, I've Yeah, I watched... I've seen um, number, the number four and number five anime, and I think they're like 26 episodes. And they... Something you like can that, tell they're. Yeah. Yeah, there are definitely some episodes where it's like, all right, we're doing four social links at once, uh, and it sort of it does feel very rushed, especially like if you if you've gotten close to some of those semi side characters, like oh no, they didn't do my girl any good, and then it comes like all right, well on to the next one, back to the the normal gang. Yeah, and I think in Persona Five as well, they also wanted to cover some of the um the side quests as well. At least they did a uh, promotional anime before like the actual anime series came out where they did that. Yeah, all the memento stuff. Yeah, there is there is a couple of that as well, but it's, it feels very rushed. Yeah, like there, there's a lot to cover from these games that you could do in anime. So I find that spreading them out into hour and a half movies uh, that cover each uh, uh, calendar season actually really benefited Persona Free, and it gives everything time to breathe properly. So um, yeah, I'm really happy with how these movies are turning out. Is it just Persona Three that has movies? Yeah, it's the only Persona 3 that has the movies. Persona 4 and 5 have uh, anime series adaptations. So you get like 24 episode, 26 episode treatments, like Steve just so said. So I imagine it would be it'd be very difficult to, you know, let's say it's the Pokemon treatment of, you know, we have a whole bunch of movies that are technically related to either generations or regions, but, you know, only loosely coupled. And so then you're trying to describe, you know, Persona 3 Movie 3, not Persona 3 Movie 4 or Persona 4 Movie 3, you know, very distinct entities. Like, yeah, I, no. I feel like something that has a lot of media content around, like, a sequential progression like this would get horribly confusing to maintain. Yeah, um, I think the way people just uh, shorthand them is the Persona 3 anime, the Persona 4 anime, and the Persona 5 anime. So, like, even though the Persona 3 ones are movies, they, they still classify them as anime because they're their animated adaptations. Can't wait for Final Fantasy thirteen two movie one. Oh god, no. If, if... <laughs> I there's so many other Final Fantasies I'd rather see movies of it than uh thirteen. No no but just 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 the the naming alone. Yeah. Like you, you turn up to the cinema trying to find the right movie that you want to go to and you wind up in the complete wrong one. And now you've reminded me that uh Final Fantasy fifteen had a movie as well and I'm going back on my word and saying Final Fantasy thirteen deserves a movie before that did. <laughs> Kingsley was sick. I loved it. Final Fantasy fifteen also had also had that six part anime as well. Both of them sucked. Nah, King's Lab's right. The anime, the anime was really good. I really enjoyed it. It really helps you get closer to the boys and understand their motivations for hanging out with Noctis. I can't believe you're actually saying 
Oh yes, I too love all my plot to be in the anime for the game rather than in the game itself. <laughs> Good. Which one had Aaron Paul in it? That was the movie. That was King's Yeah, that's, that's King's yeah. Okay, that was King's Slave. I, I remember seeing that. I remember being in the movie theaters and watching that. I do not remember what happens. I just remember going, huh, that has Aaron Paul in it. You can't remember yes, what happens because right. there's no story and the fight scenes have a million camera cuts that make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, motion sickness, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird as well. Yeah, I like Final Fantasy 15. Uh, well, that's, that's, like a, that's, uh, that's, that, that's That is definitely for another time. That is definitely an unpopular opinion <laughs> that, for another that time. That right there is bait, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Anyway, so the Persona um, 3 movie. Uh, yeah. I've actually kind of said everything I need to say about the Persona 3 movie, to be honest. Um, yeah, would you, would you recommend other people see it? Yeah, definitely. I do enjoy them a lot, and it, I do feel like if you're not going to sit down and play the games for 80 hours then yeah this is a good substitute so if if so for example me i've never played a persona game despite i really should because i know i would love them but you know i've never played one would you still recommend that i watch it do you think it is uh it would make sense for someone that's never played it one of the games yeah no you should probably uh, start with persona one right no all no. the personas are <laughs> <laughs> all the personas are their own stories so you don't need to play persona one to play persona two and so on so you I can think just Persona kind of 4 jump and Persona 4 and Golden are the same story. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, nothing. I'm just being a smartass. <laughs> <laughs> well, Persona um, One and Two are very different games as well, and from what I understand, they're not very good. No, so, they're yeah. they're good. Persona One and Two are good games. Some people prefer them over the newer versions that Persona Three that, made. That right there is also bait, friends. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's it. I'm coming over. <laughs> We can't agree about Final Fantasy 15. We can't agree about Persona. What can we well, agree you, on? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I honestly don't know why we're all you know doing this together. Clearly, we have nothing in common. <laughs> That's it. Pack it up. Podcast over. You're trying to say that everybody doesn't subscribe to my way of thinking? No, I don't yeah. believe it. Wow, imagine I, being like, I'm, I, All I'm saying is that if I agreed with you, we'd both be wrong, and we can't have that. <laughs> 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 but yes, to answer your question, Josh, yeah, you can just jump in with the anime because they go over the rules of the world and everything pretty uh, coherently. Okay, might have to give it a watch. Oh, that's cool. I, uh, that, man, I feel like a broken record by saying that seems like a good place to end it there as well. But, uh, I actually want to segue this one, continue a little bit further, um, just because talking about, uh, video game adaptation into movies or anime or what have you, uh, I ended up watching Arcane. Um, want to really touch on it, uh, briefly just because it, I think might be one of my favorite things I've seen this year. Yeah. Did um, Arcane is something that I should <laughs> watch at some point. Mostly because it's a 3D animation and that's what I do now. So um, it's been <laughs> making waves uh, across students and some people in the industry. So I should at least give it a watch for that side of things. But I've been hearing it's really great. I I don't know what I was expecting to go into it. I, you know, it was one of those people say it's fine. I haven't touched League of Legends for years. Uh, it the, the biggest thing that was weird to me is that League of Legends doesn't itself have any kind of story. There are backstories to the characters that you play as, but there's no, like, tone. Like, I imagine Persona, because I also haven't played Persona, but I imagine Persona, um, the way that the game plays out, the way that it's written, has kind of, like, tone and setting and pacing and everything that when you play more of it, you're like, yeah, this is more Persona. I kind of know what I'm getting into. League and Dota and other sort of character-focused MOBAs don't really have that. There's no overall characterization for interactions and things which is why the fact that in arcane's case they're able to get a bunch of characters together that you know 
that yes they all have backstories but there's no like i don't know maybe maybe to other people it would make more sense but to me looking at a bunch of backstories for these characters that were in arcane i couldn't think of a nice way that you could turn this into a nine series anime that would do all of them justice but i was shocked that not only did that do them all justice it it's like all the best parts of Enter the Spider-Verse in terms of like the animation style and the, the technical aspects. The story elements are all there. I'm also just a sucker for good lore, so I just kind of liked it. And the soundtrack, also really good. So yeah, I just wanted to put a quick shill in there for Arcane. Um, we can probably move on to the next thing unless we wanted to discuss that a bit more, but it just felt natural to bring it up after the Persona movies. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I know that League of Legends is more of a backstory and lore-focused thing, and Riots is more on this, uh, trying to expand that into being more of a story-focused thing, because they have all these characters that people are into just from playing the MOBA, so trying to take that out into other media seems like a good idea, and I'm glad that, uh, that things, people are getting the, um, characters and stories that they want out of it. Yeah. Um, would absolutely recommend anyone with an interest in either animated storytelling or particularly, I guess, characters like MOBAs or League of Legends to go check it out. But, um, shall we move on to, uh, I guess, main game discussion point for the week, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah, sure. So, um... Where do I start with this? I guess... So, firstly, firstly, we should probably check. Uh, Seth and Steve... Uh, shoot, Josh and Steve, far out. Um, where where are we at with Ratchet and Clank knowledge? Have you guys played them before? You know about them? Like, what what sort of background do you have with, with Rift Apart? Zero. I know Zero. they exist. Zero? Good, good place to start. Josh, oh, what about wow. you? Okay, I, I mean, I grew up on the Ratchet and Clank games, so... I, I played pretty much all of them until... the I did play the one on the PS4, despite only having a PS4 for like two weeks, and that was the only one I didn't like. I loved all the other ones growing up as a kid, and I really want to get Rift Apart, but I would have to play it on my housemate's PS5, and it was like, hmm, do I really want to pay $120 for a game for a console that I don't own, you know? Um, but otherwise, yeah. no, I, I, have, I have a lot of love for the series. Cool. So yes. uh, Josh has given I me a good this... jumping on point there because I only paid sixty dollars for the game. Wow. I'm going to just say flat out, uh I'm very glad I paid sixty dollars for this game and I didn't pay hundred and twenty dollars for this game. Okay, not that not sounds negative. Not to decry the game of any quality. It's just a very short game and I would have felt a little gypped out of paying uh, triple digits. I for think it. paying triple digits yeah, for any game is a very do. hard ask. Like it, Unless, you, unless it comes with some, yeah. like a pre-order bonus. I used to do that before I got burned by Fallout 4 and that garbage. It, it needs to come with something and it needs to be a sizable yeah, game exactly. if it's going to ask triple digits. Yeah. And it just... Sorry, what were you, you going to say to that point, Josh? I was just saying never forget for his Fallout thing because yeah. it's still hilarious to me. Oh, God. That was, cause it came <laughs> with like a Pip-Boy and I paid like, what, 200 bucks. And then Pip-Boy was like... Oh, it's only two hundred dollars. I paid three hundred and fifty dollars for the Far Fancy Fifteen Ultimate Collection. I, I nearly got that as well. The best part for the Fallout one though was um, how did how did your phone fit the Pip Boy that fit on your arms, Stephen? It didn't, because I had the Xperia <laughs> and I was like, it just doesn't fit. And I'm like, God, all right, that's fine, whatever. And it it's, it was made for iPhones, wasn't it? Made for iPhones and like yeah, the, like one Android, the smaller um, Samsung ones. And I was yeah. like, oh, God, oh God, oh, oh that's I'm rough, buddy. Angry. It's hilarious. Time will stop and I'll just be the Red Sea of my rage. I've never pre-ordered a game since. Understandable, really. Um, so, 
I, I think we kind of cut the point a bit short there. So it wasn't to take away from the game, but why would you? Why were you happier that it was only sixty bucks? Uh, just because of the length of the game. Um, I finished the story in about ten hours, and I got the platinum an hour after that. Wow, that seems short, even for a Ratchet and Clank game. Uh it's pretty on par. It's on par, I'd say. Um. Some of them. It's been a while since I played one. It might have just been that younger me just took ages bumbling through. Yeah, no, I think me now. I think that's how it is with all of us because I remember I used to spend days on end playing Crash Bandicoot three and not getting to the end of the game, and I can do it in four hours now, maybe even less. Uh, uh, I guess the first thing I want to say for this is that uh, X Bros, PS5 Bros, were actually missing out by not having any current gen only games because this game makes a damn good case for just dropping the Xbox One and the PS4 all together and just move everything over to mm. the new gen. The oh, so you mean PS4 bros, not like PS5 bros? No, no, PS5 bros are missing out as well because this and Returnal are like the only games we have that take advantage of it too. Demon's Souls. I guess, oh, I guess Demon's Souls I as well, yeah. but I, I don't really count that because it's a remake of a PS3 game. It's a complete remake though. Like they completely overhauled everything for that. It is a complete remake, yeah. But it's still on the point of I've played Demon's Souls before, so aside from like the actual next-gen upgrades, I don't feel like I'm missing anything by not playing that. How did the... How does that... Sorry, cool. how does so, the... The haptic feedback in the controllers that I'm hearing so so much about and how good it is. Oh, so good. Because that... If, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, point how, of how the is PS5, that? Yes. So, <laughs> the, the adaptive triggers on that I, I actually use really well on this game because that, what they've done is that... They've got it. Uh, they've got. The, they've turned up the squeeze so that's like just normally pressing the button. Um, uh, you get about to the halfway point, and you've got to give it a little bit of an extra tug, but not too much for a full tr- uh, full trigger. And that does another function for the gun. Uh, sometimes it's as simple as like your pistol halfway will only shoot one bullet, uh, while okay. pulling it all the way will do a spread shot. Or with a shotgun, halfway will shoot one barrel, while uh, all the way will shoot it. Uh, uh, all the barrels of the gun because it goes up and up as you are level it up. But uh, there's also other ones that are like, hey, with a with a sniper rifle, instead of having to use L2 to aim to scope in and then R2 to fire, you just squeeze it halfway to zoom in and then squeeze it all the way to do the fire. So it's it's got some interesting ideas. Sometimes it feels a little underused, but what's there is good for uh, how they've used the triggers. That's interesting. So, uh, with the weapon level ups, um, I shoot. Correct me if I'm wrong. This would be the first new Ratchet and Clank game for a while, right? Because the previous ones were kind of remakes and side games. Yeah, uh, about twelve years from what I counted. Uh, the last one, the last big game was Ratchet and Clank: A Crack in Time, and that yeah, was on the PS3, I... around the middle True. of the PS3's life cycle, actually. And that was the last one that I played, but in, if I remember correctly, in Kraken Time, they had the first um, non-standard weapon upgrade system where you could pick, like, perks and, I don't know, loadouts, maybe giving it too much credit, but you could change how you leveled up your weapon, because in previous games, it was just, you use it enough, and then it goes to a, the, the next level. Um, what's it like in this one? Did they keep that? Did they, or, I guess, if you've played a Kraken Time, what features did they retain in that compared to the more traditional... Uh, like Ratchet and Clank 1 through 3 God, um, it's, Tools of Destruction type games. It's been so long since I've played A Crack in Time. That had the rare Atenian system, right? Where you had to collect crystals and that would upgrade the guns a little bit by giving them extra features. Like giving it uh, more ammo probably. and I, such. I feel like 
Yeah, I feel like that's a common one across a lot of the games, where they'd, there'd be some kind of currency that would just give them a uh, some kind of perk or upgrade. Yeah, it just had that. It didn't have any other non-standard stuff. It was very much, it just as you use it more, it gets stronger and gets a couple of extra abilities. Uh, and uh, uh, the rare titanium just does stuff like, hey, the cooldown will last, lo uh, it takes longer to heat up, or you get more ammo, or ammo crates will yeah. give you more ammo, and... Though those ones General were um, common like through yeah. the uh, original trilogy and four and five, I think. Yeah, six was very much like a, if you have this barrel versus this barrel, the the guns do two different things, and you had you could only do that from a certain few locations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is a very more standard one. This feels like that they went. This feels like a very high end tech demo to show what the PS5 can do. Because they made a big deal about the the rift um, system and being able to change levels and things without loading screens. Was that was that true? Um, not entirely true, but it it's basically to the point where it doesn't matter. Um, it, because you'll hop into your ship, pick a level, and you'll be in the next level in like two to three seconds because it'll do a quick uh, screen wipe of your ship going to the planets, and that's it. I think he means more like the the rifts are sort of like dimensions in the levels. Yeah, uh, those. Yeah, but they. I mean, I I thought part of the tech demo part of it is that, you know, you could go across two visually very distinctive areas without any kind of break or change in in loading sequence. There's actually two levels in the game that do that, and I'm going to say it cheats a little bit because it's not entirely two separate areas, but they. Because it feels like they've loaded in like the assets for that level into the RAM, but it's very impressive what they do because uh, you'll be in one. It's a one level, for example, you'll be in the depths of space in this uh, completely destroyed planet, and uh, uh, naturally, as uh, as you uh, go through it, you'll hit this crystal, and you'll do a quick flash of white, and then when you come back, it's the planet in its pristine condition. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's it, you still see some of the assets and everything, but it's uh, it's, it's a very visually distinct uh, in, uh, look between the two levels. I like that. If, on the idea of like going between two actually separate levels, like going from a wasteland to a city, for example, there is like a little bit of like a two, three second load there. But it's covered up so well that it might as well be non-existent sort of thing. God, I didn't, haven't actually gone into my actual impressions of the game, though, <laughs> yet. <laughs> We've been talking around all these other little details. but uh, I, I feel like it all adds to it, though. It like, does, I it mean, does. The, the point of this game was to help ship uh, PS5 units because of what it could do technically on the console. But yeah, what were your impressions of the game, other than being short? It's probably the second best Ratchet game I've played after A Crack in Time. Like, I feel like if it was longer, it'd uh, probably be ranked up higher because you'd get more story between the characters. All the characters in this are, like, really fun. Uh, Rivet and, uh, is a new, like, a Ratchet counterpart. Yeah, is, is she a Lombax? Because the whole, like, Kraken Time thing is that, you know, you finally find another Lombax and it's Alistair and there's the whole big... I don't know, I, I absolutely loved the, the future trilogy story and especially how it What's concluded a in A Crack in Time, but it seems like he's constantly trying to find uh, the, the the ratchet species. Like, he's, ah, he's okay, like of the, course, of course. the last one of his type sort of thing. Uh, ah, but okay. is, is, is Rivet a Lombax? Yeah, Rivet is also a Lombax, and so the thing is she's an alternate dimension counterpart to him sort of thing. So 
uh, you'll run across. So they could technically save the species if they if they were to meet. <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't know if you remember this from uh, a crack in time, but the older Lompaxes are still alive. They're just in another dimension somewhere, and they need that dimensionator from the future series to go get them. But uh, the problem with that is it was broken, <laughs> and uh, this game starts off with uh, Clank fixing it for Ratchet so that they can go and find the Lompaxes. But uh, Ratchet's a little hesitant on doing it because he's scared of living up to expectations and so on. And the Dimensionator gets into the hands of Dr. Nefarious. And that kicks off the plot into them going to another dimension and having to try and fix everything. I... Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy and nitpick what's basically like an E for everyone slash kids sort of platforming game. But I think the main... One of the main driving forces since 2001 Ratchet and Clank 1 is Ratchet going, man, it would be great if I could find other Lombaxes. Yeah. I, um... I don't know if I buy that now. He's just like, hmm, what if they disapprove? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's something that came up in the side games after a crack in time sort of thing. Where, uh, okay. where he, he's kind of happy with his life as it is and he doesn't want to take a risk and ruin things as they are. But uh, yeah, uh, the story itself is very fun, uh, really good. All the characters in it are pretty great. Gameplay is a ton of fun. Like, um, they add new things into it where you get like these quick dashes now, and some of the dimension abilities are pretty fun to zip around about, uh, zip around the uh, arenas. Um, the new arena is actually kind of disappointing because with the way that the game's set up with all this dimensional hopping and everything, you'd think that's like the combat arena, they would take advantage of that, but it's kind of a standard arena and kind of falls flat in that area. So wait, do they have like the arena system of previous games? Like you go and yeah, you yeah, select your boss that you fight? And... Yeah, that's that's what, I talk, uh, that's what I'm mentioning now. Um, right, with right. The, uh, it's, it's short as well. There's only like 15 challenges in total. Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not your fault. I was, I was going to say something about the arena again, and it's more along the lines of so with the whole dimensional hopping and uh, like the way that they can uh move assets around very fast on this SSD, you'd expect some uh, some use of that, but they just keep you on like this bog standard purple platform the entire time instead of doing some varying environments that would have been fun. Hmm. Right, and that's kind of a disappointment. Yeah. Um, I did run into a couple of technical issues in the game. Oh, yeah? Uh, just, just your standard T-posing enemies and stuff like that. There was one point I went to a weapon vendor and the video previews for the weapons weren't playing. Uh, Who was the weapon that, vendor like, in this game? Uh, Mrs. Zircon. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. I'm familiar with Mr. Zircon. Yeah, uh, his wife. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> uh, so, so in Rivet's dimension, Mr. Zircon runs a bar because he got tired of killing. Uh, Mrs. Zircon runs a uh, weapons vendor and uh, uh, Zircon Jr. runs the arena. Match made in heaven, honestly. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, uh, all of those were fixed with like quickly restarting a checkpoint. It was nothing like actually crashes the game or anything. So I feel like just... T-posing enemies would be something that you want to keep. No, no, it was T-posing uh, NPCs, like friendlies. Even better. Yeah. 
Um, I, I feel like uh, that T-posing issue was just a problem of the game not expecting me to move between locations as fast as I was. <laughs> because you <laughs> you get the jet boots a few levels into the game and it, uh, they let you accelerate with them now. So you move through levels extremely fast with them. Yeah. And th- that's, that's, a, that's a thrill as well now. To take you out of any sticky situations? No, Dabs. not really. Never mind, play on. Uh, yeah, so um, the visuals in the game as well are fantastic. Some of the best I've seen on consoles. Uh, they're really hitting that Pixar quality now. Um, I was playing on uh, uh, the uh, performance ray tracing mode, which is where they target 60 frames per second, but also enable some level of ray tracing in the uh, reflections and everything and the shadows. And I didn't notice any performance tips. So I think it's aiming around 1080p, maybe a little higher. But so keeping that level of um, resolution, that high of a frame rate, and all those extra little bells and whistles made it really, really stunning. That's cool. In terms of the guns, because obviously that's a, a massive part of um, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I mean, uh, Steve, some of the guns are just like stupid. Like, uh, you, you have your standard, like, you know, pistol, and then you have rocket launcher, and then, I don't know, Ratchet and Clank 2, it's like the lava gun, which would upgrade to, like, the volcano gun, which shot, oh, like, cool. magma rocks at people. Ratchet 2 also um, had the bouncer, which is a grenade launcher that, uh, when it detonates, brings out little other grenades that bounce towards the enemies. Yeah, that was yeah, a good weapon. Yeah, it did. Um, which they also brought like back. The... Oh, they brought that back? Nice. Because there's it... also, like, the beehive gun in Ratchet and Clank 3. Like, there's just... Like Ratchet is just known for its just kind of batshit weapon designs. Uh, Josh, what was what would your favorite weapon be? My favorite weapon, uh, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but it was like a lava whip, and you used yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that was that's that's the magma gun. No, oh, no, there was yeah, a yeah, whip yeah. one in Ratchet and Clank Three as well. Th- that that was the plasma whip, but the one that you could just while shooting spin in circles and it would just do like a lava line. That was the the lava. That gun was a in cool Ratchet gun too. too. But no, no, I loved I loved the whip. I think it's particularly so the, the plasma whip. I and think did that make a good. reappearance? Seth? Ah, uh, the lava gun didn't, no. But the plasma whip? Plasma whip did not either. So, so- Oh, shit, game's zero. <laughs> Man. Yeah, dropped. Stealing my bit. <laughs> Moving on. So, news this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm there's, kidding. There's some fun guns in this and some that are pretty standard. It's kind of like middle across the board. So you got your like regular sniper rifles, your pistols. The shotgun in this I actually really enjoy because it starts off as a two-barrel gun, but as you level it up more, it gets more barrels and gets more insane. Um, oh, yeah. They didn't. Uh, they got rid of the Groovatron and Mr. Zircon because with all the PS3 games and the PS4 game, uh, they found it, it kind of like got a bit overboard. People were getting sick and tired of those guns. So with mm. Mr. Zircon, they just flat out replaced him. And the Groovatron, they just dropped completely. But the re- new replacement for Mr. Zircon is great. It's called Mr. Fun Guy. And what you do is you throw out a mushroom that starts finger blasting everything. And he's yelling <laughs> out uh, phrases like, I'm having so much fun, but I'm like kind of a panicky but also excited voice at the top of his lungs i love it uh is the rhino back the rhino is back but i don't want i don't want to spoil what the rhino does in this game what about okay, um, the, the, so the, i i feel like oh, sorry you, you you go josh what, what about the suck cannon that was a good one the suck cannon isn't in this but there's something that i kind of enjoy that's not on the same level, but you get a minigun in this game, and when you get it to level 5, it just erases <laughs> enemies by putting them in little mini black holes. 
<laughs> I, I, I love that that started with, is the suck cannon in this game? Kind of similar. It's a minigun. Yeah. <laughs> Typical ratchet weapons. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, in, in my case, I actually don't remember what the Rhinos in the future trilogy did, but uh, Rhino, uh, Ratchet and Clank 1 Rhino, good. Ratchet and Clank 2 Rhino, excellent. Ratchet and Clank 3 Rhino, I thought, disappointing. Uh, so based on you not wanting to spoil it, it sounds like uh, Rift Apart Rhino, good time. Uh, good time, but also it's got a, it's an Easter egg gun, and oh, okay. I don't want to spoil the Easter eggs because I know Josh wants to play this at some point. So it'd be do, more fun yeah. if he sees those himself. Mm, fair enough. Uh, speaking of Easter eggs, uh, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that uh, some of the, um, I think they're the, like diary entries in Rift Apart that are kind of really cool, and they allude to other sort of Insomniac multiverse, um, PlayStation multiverse universes. actually. Yeah, because there's like there's like the Sackboy Easter egg. I think there's like a Sly Cooper Easter egg. Uh, in there too, yeah, there's which, a Sly Cooper one and a Jack and Daxter one as well. Which of course just made me sad because you know Sly Cooper, where you at? Yeah. It's, it's making me sad saying that because today is actually the 20th anniversary of the Jack and Daxter series, and boy, I, happy I birthday love Jack and Daxter! <laughs> happy birthday Jack and Daxter! Please come back. Yeah, yeah, please come back. Please find your cigarettes and come back. Naughty Dog is <laughs> done with them. We all know it. Yeah, probably. Um, no, that's cool. Uh, any other things that you want to comment on before you give it a rating and we, uh, close this one up? Uh, yeah, there's one more thing I wanted to point out, and, um, is that, uh, there's, like, five different voice actors for the, uh, for the enemy types, and at one point I thought one of them was just Timmy Turner's dad, but I... I tried looking through the uh, through the IMDb pages and didn't see him, so I think it's just Ray Chase doing a D- Timmy Turner's dad impression. <laughs> so, in other words, you're saying this is where Timmy Turner's Timmy Turner's dad impression would be if there was one. Yes, <laughs> if, if I had one. If I had one, yeah, so good. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'd say I'd say an eight out of ten game. I'd like to give it higher, but uh. I, I but feel just like the, the, le- the length. Yeah, the length just hurts it a bit. Mm. And where would you give Kraken Time? Kraken Time for me is a ten. Mm. Yeah, it's a ten for me too, man. What I really wish they'd, they'd pull that one forwards. Also, to to pull it back a little bit, uh, the Rhino in that is probably the best one in the series because it's a, it's a close range like uh, missile launcher. But as it's uh, doing that, it's playing a um orchestra song. As your arm, as you're destroying oh, everything. That's right. Yes, 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 yes. That's coming back to me now. Shoot, man, crazy to think of. Like, I don't know. Just you mentioning that, it's like that's right. I do remember that, it, and it's been you know twelve years. Yeah, it's it's the um, it's the orchest- uh, orchestral music that really makes it memorable. Should I go back and play all the Ratchet and Clank series? Yeah, definitely. They're they're re- very fun games. I yeah, because they they did the Ratchet and Clank collection for PlayStation Vita. Shout out to my other PlayStation <laughs> Vita user out there. Um, <laughs> we got to stay strong <laughs> down to single digits, I think. Um, and one through three hold up pretty well. One, I mean, it did come out in two thousand and one. There was a few mechanics that you expect would work one way, but don't quite. But uh, two and three still play excellently. And I am kind of waiting for them to do a, a future series, which is. Tools of Destruction, which was kind of like flagship PS3. It's like what Rift Apart to PS5 is to the PS3 back in the day. Um, Quest for Booty, which was kind of like a bridge game, and then a Crack in Time, which was just the magnum opus of Ratchet and Clank. Um, kind of waiting for them to pull that one forwards. I'd I'd also want them to include Nexus in if they do a collection like that, because Nexus was kind of a bridge between a Crack in Time and Rift Apart. Hmm. You guys are missing the best uh, Ratchet and Clank game off this list, though. It was also on Q4s? the PSP. 
Oh, yeah. Secret, Secret Agent, Agent Clank. Clank. <laughs> yeah, boy. No, that was I, so bad. I can't believe you guys are not mentioning Gladiator, which is actually a fantastic game. And really it was like re-released on PS3, but in a very horrible state. My uh, my yeah. favorite one was Up Your Arsenal, <laughs> by far. I loved that game. Yeah, well, that that was three. Yeah. My my favorite used to be uh Going Commando, but um. Yeah, same. But then I still think it is. I I'd say A Crack in Time is my favorite now, and ah uh, sorry, yeah, yeah I should have clarified. Crack in Time is my favorite, but everyone every one of my friend group was like Ratchet and Clank Three is the best. Ratchet and Clank Three is the best, and then I play Ratchet and Clank Two, and then Ratchet and Clank Three, and I go. No, 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 Ratchet and Clank 2 is the best, yeah, which is Going I've... Commando or Locked and Loaded, because they had different names based on where they came out, but... Yeah, uh, yeah European kind of European censored the names for some reason. Yeah. Before we wrap up, <laughs> can we talk about how they're cowards for, like, for the first time on a Ratchet and Clank title? Like, where's, what, where's the pun on apart? this one? Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's bad. Not, not Ratchet and Clank Fractured Butthole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they couldn't do that because it's a South Park game. No. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I know, but I mean, like, no, jo- Josh is right in that, yeah, yeah, Josh is right in that it's, it's just, it's just does it as it says on the tin. Yeah, they, they've, uh, like, they've been uh, cowards before though because uh, uh, a crack in time was supposed to be called uh, clock blockers. Ah, uh, crack in time still and good. And Sony thought that was too extreme. <laughs> well, I mean, the the remake that they did, uh, partially, actually, has anyone seen the Ratchet and Clank movie? I haven't seen no, the movie, but I played the game thing. based on the movie the that's based terrible. on the game. Fucking hell. Based on the game, yeah, oh. I was going to say, because that, even even that title was fantastic. So, Steve, to, to give you context, 2001, Ratchet and Clank 1 comes out, uh, comes out, 15 years later, they go, we should make a movie of this. So they make a movie, but it's based on Ratchet and Clank 1, and then they go, we should actually just remaster Ratchet and Clank 1 as well. So they rebooted Ratchet and Clank, because I, I don't think it was uh, a straight remake, it was kind of like a re- the the way that remake. they're describing it now is um it's uh it's Quark retelling the story so it's like a the game it's the game story but with a um unreliable narrator yeah so so therefore when the movie came out it was the movie based on the game and when the game came out it was the game based on the movie based Christ. on the game and it was so when are they like, making the movie on the was... game based on the movie based on the game <laughs> that's a good question we should probably ask Sony. They probably went because that movie bombed. They ruined the game, man. They they literally took parts of the movie and like shoved it into the first game as best they could (laughs) and just killed the first game. It wasn't a good game and from what I hear it wasn't a good movie either. It'd be interesting to see if they did make a movie, whether they'd get Tom Holland to feature in it. it it's got to be Chris Pratt. <laughs> Please go on, no. I believe that's a jinx and that one of you owes the other one a soda. I'm under a roof. Cancel this out. Yeah, I'm also under a roof. <laughs> I have never heard of that as a rule. Yeah, me either. <laughs> what do you mean? Australian roof playgrounds rebound are back just... to you. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> Australian playgrounds are feral with these rules. What the hell? Yeah, the idea is that like, no, if you're under a roof, it like, cancels out. It's about getting rid of the pl- polarities or something. The one I, the one I know is it's, uh, if you're under a roof, it rebounds back to the person they called the jinx. Uh-huh. Well, I'm in a different country, and therefore you have to cross international waters to get to me. No, so it's too late. I'm out. I'm, I'm good. Jinx doesn't work like that. <laughs> no, but it does. It does in New Zealand because when you rebound it to me, it rebounds to you plus one plus infinity. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So who's buying Patrick a soda? It can't be me because I'm poor. <laughs> yeah. More importantly, who's calls it a soda here? <laughs> yeah. True. True. If I wanted to go really Canadian, it'd be a can of pop. A can of pop. Yuck. Oh god. Yeah. No. A can yeah. Of pop. No, that's what they call it. I hate it. It's like oh, I'm what gonna do you get call them in pop. New Zealand? Is it, it still soft drink? Is it a? Uh, is it still soft drink there? 
Yeah, soft drink. Yeah. Soft if you put it in the, the main way if to you say put it in the freezer, it's a hard drink. If you put it in the freezer, you lose all the gas out of it. So yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> 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 you just and, get the. And, and um, if you and if, and if, if you put a scoop of ice cream in it, you you call it a float over in over in North America. We call it a spider. Spider. Spider here. Yeah. 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 Yes. Spiders. spiders are great. <laughs> Absolutely love them. I think we. Uh, I think McDonald's calls the floats the ones where they put the, the ice cream inside the uh, frozen drinks. Yeah, and the slushies, yeah, they call yeah, them the floats. Oh, man, those are good. Mm. I had a frozen Coke today, and I gave myself such a brain freeze, I thought I was going to die. Was it worth the uh, <laughs> hangover recovery, though, for all that sugar pounding through you? Yes. And then as yeah, soon as the sugar crashed, absolutely. it was like, okay, sleep time. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love I love being hungover, drinking a frozen Coke, and then listening to the sound of my heartbeat just increase. <laughs> One coffee, please. <laughs> You're like, oh, yes, the migraine that I can hear the blood throwing through my head is, like, suddenly beating faster. <laughs> Hold on, let me, let me go to Gloria Jeans, get a caramel latte, put caramel sauce on top, and ha- also have two sugars. Gloria that Jeans, man, you could horrific. have at least chosen a good coffee place. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, what's that I hear? Oh, it's my uh, 3.30 excuse for a segue coming up. Um Excellent discussion on Ratchet and Clank. I think we'll probably take a quick break, come back, and discuss the news. Go get some snacks. Perhaps a carbonated soda. I hope they have ices. I've chosen the large tub. My nipples look like milk studs. I've got some yellow liquid for your popcorn, and it's non-dairy. Time for the news section. And I guess the first piece of news we should talk about, uh, Steve, people can no longer ring you. Tell us why that is. So, people can still ring me. I have a backup phone. So, long story short. So, I've got about two months ago, I got the Galaxy uh, Z Flip 5G. Flip phones are back, baby. We're in business. Um, I was loving it. It was great. Everyone's like, whoa, whoa, flip phones. Right, I remember those. Uh, great conversation starter. I had no problems. It's, it folds pretty well, so I could take it for runs and stuff. And yeah, I loved it. Uh, so about a month into it, um, the screen developed a really big and noticeable like crease to the point where I'm like, all right, this is ridiculous. So then I yeah, book in an appointment with the Samsung to get an assess. And that was, so I just had that on Friday. And they pretty much said, Nah, sorry. There's a little, there's a tiny little ding, um, on the back of the hinge. You fucked it up. Give money, and we'll fix it for you. So I, absolute unadulterated rage. How much? How much were they asking to fix it? So because I'm on the winners, uh, list or whatever, because I've had the phone less than six months. It's only only two hundred twenty down from six hundred eighty. Oh, but. It should still be under warranty. Like it's like a month old. <laughs> yeah, like I'm literally having a fucking seizure which, about it. Get fucked. Which model of it is it? Is it, is it the newest model of the flips? No, so it's last year's one. Um, okay, because I got the newest one and mine's still running very well. I got it the day it came out. And oh my God, am I the only one that doesn't have a flip or a fold? Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> the same thing happened to me where I, I, 
uh, on the last couple of days of uh, uh, uni, I actually went into the studio to go pick up all my stuff. And people saw my phone and were like really entranced by it and wanted to play with it a little bit just to flip it a bit. And everyone's just like, oh yeah, I remember flip phones. They were so good. Can can you answer the phone by flipping it open? Like, yeah. And you, yeah, can, also, you, can, yeah. you can also hang up by flipping it closed. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so it's, it's funny you mentioned it, Patrick, because like I obviously got my phone the day it came out, like just like the day or something before Seth. Um, Steven's like, how is it? And then he ended up getting one for the, the previous one because it was on sale. My housemate got a flip. Then the person I was working with every day, they also got a flip. <laughs> so you're yeah, next, buddy. Yeah, there's a lot more out there. Uh, but at the same... So I, because I, I, I went and played with... Because my, my mum needed a new phone. Uh, so I went phone shopping with my mum. <laughs> Sounds really weird to say. Um, and we ended up getting her a flip because it was it was like... Not even because it was the latest new thing. It was the phone that did everything that she wanted in like a package that wasn't just a brick in her pocket. Um, and I I hummed and hard about getting a fold for like a week before I decided against it. But man, just knowing how many people around me have either a flip or a fold, the peer pressure is real. But then at the same time, this is like I've had my shit experience and I might do a little song and dance with Samsung and be like, hey, don't. Because I'm pretty burned by it. I'm lucky I've got my old S9 that I can use. Why don't you just dial out on your smart fridge? <laughs> yes. We don't not have smart fridges, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> my fridge barely keeps things cold. <laughs> so it's not very smart no. fridge. <laughs> yeah, like a bad fridge if it's not keeping being cold. <laughs> well, I'm too busy playing Skyrim on it, so... <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'd much rather play Doom on it. Can I play Crisis? Bro? What do you mean? That that's the thing that that's the thing that runs my Minecraft server, bro. <laughs> <laughs> keeps keeps all the vegetables nice and toasty. <laughs> Use it instead of an oven. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So long story short, uh, next week I'll hopefully have an update. I'm probably just gonna be like. Don't repair my phone, give it back, and then I'll return it to the store at whence it came, and then I'll buy a Pixel or something. I mean, the new ones, they completely made a massive deal over about the hinge and how it was completely, like, overhauled, because they had so many problems with the previous one. And you're the only one I know who's got a previous generation of these phones, so hopefully it's just a unique problem with that one, but... Yeah, I mean, hang yeah. on, I'll... Well, this is going to be really shit in audio form, but I'll drop a picture of the ding in the chat. Um, it is the fucking tiniest fucking ding. And they're trying to say that, like, it's responsible for, like, the whole crease. Yeah, no. I mean, it's to describe it, yeah. it's like, it looks like like a, like a pin has poked it. Like, yeah. that's it. <laughs> literally, <laughs> it's literally nothing. Yeah. God, look at the grease on that. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. horrible. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, that's a man, people, people listening are going to love the sound of us describing well, Steve's that's obvi- photo. That's obviously the tech. Over audio. I mean, the on the, on the video version, we can throw it. up these pictures. Or chuck them on social media or something. <laughs> Included in show notes below will be a Facebook post about Steve's greasy phone. <laughs> you can follow the Twitter. If, it, uh, if, you'd, if you'd like to help him get a new phone, feel free to send us money. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I always get self-conscious when I, when I do things like this. So I, like, I microfiber the shit out of it. Um, so the screen was like probably in better condition when I sent it. So obviously the technician has put his fucking grubby fingers all over it. Man, I'm just getting worked up. Can we move on, man? I'm just... <laughs> I need to go for a walk. As long as we get the update next week. Yeah, I'll give you the update yeah, next yeah. week. Yeah, no, we're, we're looking forward to the update next week. 
cool. All right. Um, and I guess news that people might care slightly more about. Um, first thing in the list, uh, Seth, you want to take this one? 13 Sentinels? Yeah, so 13 Sentinels, Aegis Dreams, uh, just got announced that their sales have topped half a million. And to try and boost the game's life a, a little bit, they're bringing it to Switch on April 12th next year. So what, what, was, what was the order here? So they announced that 500 had sold, or since announcing that it had come to Switch, 500 is sold totally? No, uh, both were in the same announcement. So they announced it sold 500,000, and uh, oh, okay. it's yeah, also yeah. coming to Switch next year now. Is that the... Um, you excited? Is that like the Atlas Mecha game? Is yes, it, it is. Yeah, okay. By Vanillaware. It's got a really beautiful art style, and Vanillaware's games don't sell a whole lot, unfortunately. But they're fantastic games from what I hear. I did buy 13 Sentinels when it came out. I just haven't had the time to play it because it's Persona tier, apparently, of like being an 80-hour RPG. Oh, oh wow. lord. Okay. Is it It looked like a um, Japanese-ified Pacific Rim, which, sorry, it looked like Pacific Rim, but <laughs> cartoony. Um, is, that, is, that, is that sort of how it plays? or? I th- from what I've heard, it's like it's a bit uh, VN-ish, a bit uh, tactical uh, RPG, and it throws in basically every sci-fi element it can into the game. <laughs> yeah, I've heard co- I might actually have to check that yeah. out. That sounds right up my alley. I've heard some people yeah, say it was too. their game of last year. Um, I definitely. Wow. I heard the same, and that's why it. I bought it. I just need to carve out the time to play it myself. I just is uh... it is it the sort of thing that you think would transport to Switch well, or is that just to put another platform out there to sell units? Both. Uh, I do think it'll work well on our. Um, on Switch, especially since it's a VN-style game, so you could, like, read through segments of it on, like, a train ride or going to into work or something, and then just put it on sleep mode and then come back to it a little bit later whenever you're ready for it. Are visual novels games? Yes. Okay. Are books games? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Depends on the book. <laughs> the game of life. <laughs> is the book a visual novel? Because then, yes. The book is just a what D&D if, what game if, what guide. If the instructions, what if the instruction booklet to a game was also a visual novel describing the game? Which one's the game? I'd actually enjoy that a lot. Yeah, that sounds fucking sick, man. Yeah, that actually does sound really yeah. good. That's I miss it, yeah. game manuals, man. Hold up, hold man. up. We need to finish this. I have an idea. I need to go... <laughs> <laughs> I need to go make several million dollars real quick. Hang on. <laughs> That's weird. I, I think I just heard a new Kickstarter page get spun up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, on, on the topic of uh, game sales and... Uh, uh, yeah, just generally games not doing well. The new Blaze Blue mobile game that came out at the start of the year is getting shut down in January. It'll be oh, wow. it'll have See, been available for less than a year in total. I'm in surprised Japan. by this because the 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 quote that they had was that we don't feel we could deliver a what was it like a premium experience to people like it like it doesn't seem like it's dying off because of a lack of players or like you know too expensive to maintain or anything. It just seems like they don't want to maintain it anymore. I I'd I'd translate that to uh to them uh making excuses for the lack of a player base and yeah. lack of funds. I think they're just trying to save a bit of face. I mean, go figure, who would have thought a fighting game that needs to be like run at a similar level with decent internet and the backbone to be fun would do bad on mobile. I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean this wasn't a mobile game, this was like a strategy game or a visual novel, I think. I I literally have not heard anything about this game besides it being announced and it being announced that it's ending. <laughs> and that <laughs> might have something <laughs> that might have something to do with it only being in Japan, but also I the game being end of service in the, under a year might also have something to do with that. 
all I'm, all I'm saying, um, Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue developers, uh, bring it out on Smart Fridge, then we'll talk. <laughs> no, no. So, see, Blaze Blue in general is a fighting game series, but this mobile game was something different. They wanted to do something different and make an RPG. Right. I actually thought it was a fighting game. So yeah, no. So I might have actually tried the RPG. <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> oh man, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, and, and from what I can tell, this was like a canon sequel to the end of the fighting game story saga. So, oh, so I don't know where the series is going from here. Down. I hope not. Blaze Blue is fantastic. Arc system won't won't let it fall apart. So yeah, they'll, this they'll is like this is their second baby next to Guilty Gear. Yeah. Do you reckon the sequel will be called like Blaze Red or something? How do you pronounce it? Is it Blaz or Blaze? Bla- no, no, it's 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 Bla- Blaz Red versus Blaz Blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent. You, you know you say thank that, you, but I you. I think it's actually pronounced Blaze Blue. They just don't have the e in there. I always thought it was oh. Blaze Blue. That's what I call it. Oh, I just call it something I'm not gonna play. <laughs> well, and you, you you were like two weeks ago being like, wow, Arc System games are actually really good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just, the, Steve, the Blaze Blue ones Steve, are 2D Steve looks at his broken 3D. bloody Samsung flip and goes, I call it finished. <laughs> <laughs> I call myself sad. Just don't call me late for dinner. Wow. On that note, let's move on to the next piece of news then. <laughs> Indeed. Um, Sony has announced, what, three? Three new films? A few new films. Uh, continuing the, the Tom Holland uh, arm of the Spider-Man multiverse. Good. Yeah. Uh... I this doesn't surprise me because uh, the Tom Holland movies have been really well received, even if I don't like the second one. <laughs> but uh, mm. it it's it's just a note I think of. Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe needs to go on, and this relationship with Sony and Disney has been working out very well. So, of course, they want to continue with Tom Holland and make more movies. I think Sony has to do the bare minimum amount of work with these movies, and they make bank. I've always liked the Spider-Man movies. They're always different. Now now that they're part of the cinematic universe, they are a bit different. But I think Tom Holland's a great Spider-Man. He's no Tobey Maguire, but right. <laughs> No one will ever be Tobey I was going to say, it'll Spider-Man. depend on if they... Because um, we, we, we're still you know left in the lurch wanting to know if, if Tobey Maguire and Alter Ego Bully Maguire is in uh, the upcoming one. Which, actually, was that confirmed? I don't think that's been confirmed They yet. haven't confirmed it, but uh, we've yeah. seen... We, we suspect it. We... Everyone suspects it. Yeah, yeah. we suspect it. But I, I hope that it's in the fine print that he has to also continue these movies with Tom Holland. God, I would love that. Just, just because, like, I, I want, I want in a couple of years' time at the Oscars, the nomination for best supporting actor to be Tobey Maguire for Spider Man, and people go, "Oh, isn't he? Wasn't he Spider Man? No, 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 the supporting actor to Spider Man. Spider Man was Tom Holland. But Tobey Maguire also played Spider Man as a supporting <laughs> yeah, actor for Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> What was that quote that he's like, I'm going to rub sand in your eyes. I'm like, going to rub dirt yeah, in yeah, your eyes. Dirt in your eyes. Yeah. We're getting it mixed up with Anakin. <laughs> but also because it's the movie with a Sandman. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Who, who is also back for, um, uh, shoot, uh, the name of the one coming out. Everyone is uh, here. <laughs> Everyone is here. <laughs> what was the name of it? Spider-Man? No Way Home. No Way Home. That's right. I knew it had something Way Home. Tim yeah, they, they all have home in the name. No Way Home. Yeah. Maybe the real Spider-Man was the multiverse we did along the way or whatever. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> it was I'll the best supporting actor nominations we made <laughs> yeah, along the way. Yeah, good. 
God, imagine Andrew Garfield also getting the same nomination. Oh, imagine if they had to fight it out. <laughs> yeah. like, the nominations are between the two of them. I just want to see them all get on stage in a Spider-Man outfit, have none of the abilities, and just start fighting. Like, <laughs> no, 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 and they, they just do the pointing at each other. With they the, need to. Oh, man, better. The best joke in Spider-Verse was when they ended the movie with that pointing <laughs> pointing. Yeah, it's pretty good. And that, that was the most expensive shot, too, because the licensing for that... <laughs> So it probably exists somewhere oh. on the blockchain where they could rent it out or something. Yeah, probably it's an NFT, NFT of that. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. Oh no, but just 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 imagine, just just back back to the Oscars thing for a sec. So you know how they did the little video of like this is this is the role that they played. What if the cl- the clip that they played has all three of them in it and they just do it three <laughs> yeah, times? They don't call up the actor. They just say Spider Man and then all three of them walk up on stage like oh, I don't know who it is. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're all in costume. It's like Andrew Garfield in Spider-Man plays the clip. Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man, same clip. Like, no idea who's who. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. I'd watch that, that that's the show. world I want to leave for my children. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall, we, shall we move on? Um, speaking of Sony, um, PlayStation Plus has announced their December game lineup. Um what are our thoughts on that? Uh, so PlayStation 5 is getting Godfall Challenger Edition, which from oh, the no. looks of the description <laughs> is just a post-game mode that you just get to play for free. Um, so you don't even get the <laughs> you don't even get the main story, you just get a post-game dungeon. Um Mortal Shell, which I think is a Souls type. And so. and Lego it's DC. It's got a Super Souls Villains. body name. It's a it's a gearbox game, but it's like a I, I don't know too much about it, but I think it's a Soulsborne kind of game. Yeah, mm. I, I also believe it's a Soulsborne type of game. I didn't look too much into it. I'll I'll add these to my library, but I probably won't. I, I The only one I'll probably play is Mortal Shell to begin with. But Ooh, uh, I, Lego I games wrong. are always fun from what I hear, so I might check that out as yeah. well. Because, uh, yeah, the third, third game was Lego DC Super Villains. Nice. Um... Oh, sorry, you were going to say, was there a follow-up that you were going to say? Uh, yeah, Godfall is kind of an air inclusion there. I've heard nothing but right. that game being a massive disappointment from, like, the moment it released. Yeah, me too. How is that only an air moment? How is that not an actively crying moment? <laughs> it's still free. Moment. Kind of. Yeah, still, still, still free. free. <laughs> yeah, you can't, it's like beggars coming through. The same thing every month. I get really excited for the the games with gold that Xbox gives. Well, I mean, it's it's... I was gonna say it's 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 free with the subscription you're paying. Yeah, I, I yeah. was about to say the same thing. It's free in quotation yeah. marks. I'm paying like seventy dollars yeah. a year for these games, but I'm getting yeah, like, I'm getting yeah, more I, than I could, seventy dollars of value a, out of it. I could go and get a free Ferrari for the small subscription fee of five hundred thousand dollars. It's essentially what Microsoft and Sony are trying to tip their gamers. Yeah. 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 So uh, continuing on with that, what were the uh, Xbox games that were coming to Games of Gold? So the uh, Xbox ones are much worse. Yeah, the, the Xbox ones have been shit for the past two years. Like, yeah, I mean, we have Game Pass, so I, I yeah, can't so really... Game Pass seems to have taken up a lot of that slack. X-Pros, yeah. we keep winning. This, this one actually has, like, <laughs> at least one good game, um, which I don't know why, but for some reason in my head you've played this, Patrick, but The Escapist 2. No, I haven't um, played that. Maybe, maybe have it. It seems like it's kind of up your alley, but yeah, The Escapist 2 is in there. That's an okay game. Tropico 5, which has been free, I don't know how many times on how many platforms, but I still <laughs> yeah, won't play yeah. it. Um, <laughs> Tropico 4 was free as well, like two or three years ago. Oh, they, they've all been free yeah. at some point. But... I, I swear, whenever there's nothing better on a Steam free weekend, they just, they just run Tropico. Yeah. No, it's insane. Um, so anyway, Tropico 5, um, 
Orcs Must Die for the 360 game, and the other 360 game is Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet, which is a game I've never even heard of. <laughs> so, I, no, I think I've played I Orcs Must Die it. before, and I've, I'm pretty sure that was a very fun game. Orcs Must Die is, yeah, I mean, it, it's supposed to be quite fun, but it came out in the 360 so long ago that I, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, that's quite normal, right? Because there's, there's an Ox Must Die 2? Yeah, there's an Ox Must Die 2, um, and that's that's not in this list. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, X-Bros just cannot stop winning. <laughs> We've done. Um, I mean, yeah, this game plus 2 is pretty fun, though, so at least, at least give that a go. If we can run back to Sony for a moment, uh, there's a, a new rumour at the moment that they're going to be bringing their own new subscription service uh, coming up uh, around autumn. That's going to have three tiers to it. Three Sorry, tiers, I had, wow. I, I had this in the notes before, but uh, the new document doesn't have the ad notes. <laughs> so um, the plan is that this will replace PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. And tier one will be PlayStation Plus. As we know it, you get the um, free games every month and you get uh, uh, the online access. Uh, tier two would be what PlayStation Now is at the moment, where you, get, um, you can stream games to your... Uh, pl- uh, you can uh, stream or download games, so similar, to, but it's uh, specifically for PlayStation 4, 4 and PlayStation 5. Yeah, it's like older games, I think, as well, yeah. in, those, in and, that catalogue. And then Tier 3 is going to way of Nintendo and going, here's our uh, here's our backwards compatibility initiative, but you have to play, uh, do it through a subscription service. So they'll. I, I cannot wait for PlayStation 2 games to not save correctly <laughs> on latest gen consoles. Yeah. If they I, yeah. I, I, no, no, um, no you, you, you know what's going to happen? You're going to play it and it'll say, please insert a memory card. No, they, they, they run they run fine from experience. I played Jack X on PS5 recently and that, that went smoothly. Can we talk about how, you know, the Xbox came out and said, you know, we're doing all this backwards compatibility, we're uplifting all of these games and it's going to be great. You guys are going to get exactly what you want. You're going to be able to play your old games. And Tony said, no way, that's for losers. <laughs> and now they're completely yeah. backflip. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It was one. Only, per- only idiots would do that, and then send an internal memo, just, just like fire emoji. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be fair, it wasn't Sony themselves. It was one person at Sony before he became the president of PlayStation, but now he's the president <laughs> of PlayStation, so he might as well represent the brand. Yeah, and actions but- speak louder than words. They completely dropped everything until now, and now they're charging a sub for it. So yeah, it, which is which is the real monkey's paw part of it because it's going to be part of a subscription service. Uh, I feel like the um, Xbox version is much better because you can just flat out buy the games. Yeah, there's no problem. Or just use what you, you've gotten from over the years and just keep in my suitcase full of old Xbox 360 games. Yeah, cool. What are we playing today, boys? Yeah, exactly. Uh, just try and make those work on a on a level where you can just put the disc in. Yeah, exactly. Sure, yeah, surely it's not that hard. You just put the disc in, you play, all right, boys, we're in, like... And I, I mean, I mean Microsoft their... figured it out, so it couldn't be that yeah. hard for PlayStation, except for maybe the PlayStation 3, because I keep hearing that the cell architecture they used is an absolute nightmare. Mm. But Sony, I, I feel like Sony has the funds uh, to try and make that work on a software level at the very least. I mean, I remember back when 40 gigabyte PS3s were, were like hot commodities online Christ, just because gig. they had the backwards compatibility. Yeah. Um, just drives but yeah uh this this says that the classics library would include ps1 2 3 and psp games wait that doesn't say vita it doesn't say vita <laughs> what's what what's a vita <laughs> so it's like patrick i thought you were one of the uh, patrick at the start of this podcast you said you were a vita owner did you already get rid of it 
<laughs> are the numbers dwindling as we speak? Oh, uh, no, no. I, I have mine in immaculate condition. I've had a screen protector on it for ever since I've, I've you know, owned it or whatever. I'm I'm waiting for it to become, like, just this crazy high price, like, you know, commodity. Just because, like, I stand by it. It's one of my favorite consoles. It's such a good console. It just got... I miss my Vita. Absolute... It just got absolutely murdered because of what else was around at the time. Yeah. yeah. Does it fold? <laughs> does it fold? <laughs> but it does have an OLED screen, uh, so... There, there, there was a little dent at the back of it, so now it doesn't ah, fold. Ah, shit, man. Uh, Get that shit checked you know, out. Yeah, no. Take care, better care of your stuff. When, yeah, when you were starting I, your statement about it being in good condition, I was expect I was half expecting you to say it's still in its original box with the tape. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> tape. I loved it so much that it isn't even out of the box. <laughs> Uh, next to a mint condition Gravity Rush little Vita card. <laughs> Man, Gravity Rush 1 and 2 are such good games. Mm. I guess, um, yeah, moving on to another Sony article, while we're still going on that on that sort of streak, the, the Porsche Vision GT teaser coming out, what, Ooh, tomorrow? I am excited two for days. Yeah, me too. December 5th in America, so two days. Ah, okay, so two days for us. So it was like a day and a half at time of recording, so... Yeah, so this is Man. this is the Porsche that's on the cover of Gran Turismo 7, and, uh, like, they're going to do the reveal of the actual real car. This yeah, is Stephen's like, why are they talking about a Porsche? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. Wait. Welcome to video game news, yeah. latest in automotive I, tech. Yeah, so I, I threw this into the docket because I thought that at least Josh would find it interesting. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I find it interesting. I think... It's just I don't care because I'll never be able to afford it. Yeah. Either a PS5 or a Porsche. Like, <laughs> I, I think Patrick's <laughs> or, the same thing. Where it's like, hey, I really like the idea of the engineering that goes into this and everything like yeah. that. Like, they're just super cool. But... Because yeah. I'm, I, I know that we're, we're, we're <laughs> welcome back to the automotive podcast, <laughs> where, where we're, um, we're, we're starting to get into the waiting for the next round of like the, the Trinity in terms of hypercars and things. So I wonder if this is going to be Porsche's 918 successor. Maybe. Which wouldn't it be crazy is... if it was just a rotary? <laughs> <laughs> Mazda RX-7 checking in. Yeah. I'd like my engine back. <laughs> the, the um the other reason I threw this in is because I actually kind find it kind of interesting that there's a Porsche that's specifically a Gran Turismo car. Like it seems to be made specifically to be a tie-in with the game. I mean, they did the they did the same thing. I'm not sure if you remember, but for Final Fantasy 15, the worst Final Fantasy, the best remember Final that, Stephen? Um, <laughs> they released uh, a certain model of the Audi R8. Uh, right, but that was, a, that was a pre-existing oh pre car. It was a pre-existing car, but they like did like engraved wheels and like inlays for the mirrors and everything. It looked amazing. It That's did. Right. Um, but but I mean, like this is a new from the ground up car. That's like a complete. <laughs> it's a, it's a remaster a of an old classic. <laughs> yeah. Whereas that uh, that po that um uh, that Audi was a pre-existing car that kind of got adapted into Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, you could also I mean, get it in Forza as well, couldn't you? The I don't know if you could get it in could Forza. Oh, no. that, that's I mean you could get the R8 for sure, uh, but I don't think you could get like the Final Fantasy 15. Oh, R8. I'm sure someone did like a custom skin for yeah, it. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. God, man, they they had a competition to not not win the car, but you 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 could have to enter the competition to, to buy the win car. the ability to buy the car. Oh man, uh, <laughs> it, it was like two hundred thousand or something as well. I think it would have been more than that for the R8, but oh, what a gorgeous car. 
Anyway, I'm going to yeah. stop shilling that car. It's the best part of Final Fantasy XV was that car. <laughs> that car <laughs> it wasn't good. even in the game. If, I know. If, if, it was if, in if the Porsche movie. If would like to sponsor this podcast with uh, Vision GT thrown our way, uh, I wouldn't say no. Hell, even just the ride in it, I'd be down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just let me look at it uh, in person. Yeah, exactly. I just want to touch it. <laughs> no touch, only look. Yeah, no, super excited for that. Um, can, sh- can I take the next one? Of you course. absolutely can. Okay, so the next one is something that we covered a week or two ago that uh, we didn't really cover because it was just much of because we just classified it as a rumor. But it's basically all but confirmed now that a Chrono Cross remaster is coming out. Uh, they've just shown off a bunch of uh, things for it with another Eden is getting cr- a crossover event with the game where the characters are coming into that game. And leaks from the files of the game, it says that uh, that this crossover is happening to in honour of the release of the Chrono Cross remaster. <laughs> so this is definitely being announced at the Game Awards. Should I play Chrono Cross? <laughs> Wouldn't you rather wait till the remaster? <laughs> mm, but but to get excited for the remaster. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, that's okay, why you play Chrono Trigger. Story. Well, so, Chrono Trigger was the better game. <laughs> so in my well, warped mind... Cross. So when, because there's that big rumor going around that the Final Fantasy VII remake's eventually going to be coming to the Xbox. So to get myself hyped for it, I went at the start of the year and I played Final Fantasy VII, the original one. To be fair, that's a completely different thing because the remake is actually a different ge- story from the original game. Okay, good point. All right. I good. tried to play um, Final Fantasy VII. I just, I, I think if you didn't have the nostalgia for it, it didn't age well. I played it for the first time in 2012 and I thought it was great. That was 10 years ago, nearly. <laughs> yeah, I played it for the first time this year. It's good. Oh, for this year? Okay. Yeah, but the game came out 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I don't know. I just found the uh, the half 2D, half 3D world disorientating. I didn't I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, there's a couple of parts that I was like, okay, I don't know where to go. But I I enjoyed it. The combat's good. Oh, the soundtrack. Mwah. Yeah, the soundtrack in every Final Fantasy game. Always peak. Especially Final um, Fantasy 15. But yeah, Chrono Cross Remaster. I'm, I'm keen. Yeah, I'm sure. keen as well. I it, it's rates high, but a lot of the opinion I see is either it's underrated or people just thought it was kind of a bad game. <laughs> so I I'm interested to see where this will sit for me. I mean, it could I'll, be I'll definitely have to play Trigger before Cross. So yeah, and with uh, and with that likely being announced at the Game Awards, that touches nicely into the next thing on the list uh, with the Game Awards and the gift that keeps on giving, even though we wish it would stop. Activision Blizzard. Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> mm, yeah, this one I feel like we probably will have some more thoughts on. So Jeff Keighley said that the Game Awards will not take a side on the Activision Blizzard fallout that's happening at the moment. They just want to focus on the game announcements. Keep in mind that uh, Rob Kostick, the president of Activision at the moment, is on the advisory committee of the Game Awards. Go figure. Uh, rich guys say rich. <laughs> do you reckon they're, they're only sort of doing it to be like, look, that's happening, the video games, but look, a distraction. They're not even going to touch on it. Yeah, They won't even say yeah. anything about it on the show itself. I wonder if Blizzard will actually, or Activision in general, will come out and say, look at this shiny thing we're going to be doing, because I don't think they have anything lined up in my memory yeah. that they would sort of bring the, up. The situation has been so bad that when they announced Call of Duty Vanguard, they didn't even have the Activision logo on that trailer. It said Call yeah. of Duty Presents. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay, that's pretty damning then. That, and then that turned out to be a terrible game, so go figure. Really, a Call of Duty game being bad, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
color me shocked. Um, what what do we think? Do we like? It sucks okay. that the biggest. Let's, let's... It sucks that the biggest game event of the end of the year is not going to be touching on this at all. And this is coming. Yeah. This is a, this is from a, an event that called out to uh, Konami because they wouldn't let Kojima come and accept an award. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking of that too when I read this. Yeah, yeah this is this is um, a much deeper and more tragic situation and they're they're trying to play mum about it because someone from activision is on their board of members if we take keely's word for it like let's just play devil's advocate for a sec if we take keely at his word and that we do just want to make it about the video games do we think that reasoning holds up like do we do we think that in some ways it should just be about a celebration of the video games regardless of the controversies around them well realistically it'd probably be like what statement could they say like would the game awards be like oh well if Activision or Blizzard win an award, or like be like, "Well, your office culture is shit. We're not giving you one." Like it's so to interject and also yeah. play devil's advocate. What what I would like to see is for them to acknowledge the situation and say, you know, we stand with women in these industries. You know, if anyone is having this problem, you know, come forward. Let's raise the issue that this needs to be solved on a fundamental level. It doesn't even have to be about Activision. Yeah, it just it, has to be acknowledgement yeah. of it, and they're going to completely ignore it. So. Yeah, mm. I'm I'm with Josh on that point. They don't even need to acknowledge Activision themselves. They just need to acknowledge the situation and like take the side of uh we're we're standing with the people that have been affected. We we give you your uh, our supports because yeah, the the literal victims, right? <laughs> I I don't I don't even think we can play devil's advocate because again he called out Konami before. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's not just about the games; it's about the culture of the industry itself as well. Yeah. Do you reckon else? And it's a shame. Yeah, it's it is a shame. Like they should be doing more stuff, and it's probably be the perfect platform for it. I mean, I I feel like not not in Devil's Advocacy or whatever, but I feel like because this is um uh sort of organized and run by I guess one guy and sponsors, and in one sense, he is kind of free to do what he wants with his awards show, but I feel that the reaction to this will be pretty heavy-handed from everyone that isn't sitting on a board behind him having an active hand in why it's a situation in the first place. Yeah, people are already calling him a coward. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't help but think of it kind of like the, um, the almost like the Russian doping scandal with the Olympics, where it's like, uh, here we have a bad actor. Because like, the, so the, the thing is, I... Let, let's say that they do say something about it, or even let's let's say they even go further and they remove Activision Blizzard games from even being mentioned at the Video Game Awards. I would feel bad for the people in the industry that, you know, have worked for months or years on a project and for it to get no recognition. But that is kind of the same vein as the people that weren't doping in the Russian Olympic team, where it's sort of like, you know, something that is driven by executive or leadership you know, being Activision Blizzard in this case, does have an effect, unfortunately, on people regardless of whether or not they're involved. And I feel like the public reaction to this in terms of just gut uneasiness about the decision to not make a decision on this is is quite warranted in the same way that when it came out that Russia was, you know, effectively state-sponsored doping a bunch of their athletes, all of them had to get punished, even the ones that, that weren't involved. And mm. it sucks, but it, it seemed to be effective at sending a message, at least. So, the stance I've seen people taking is that by not having a side, not talking about this and not taking a side on this, is still actively taking a side because it's just sweeping everything under a rug, basically. So yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, you're hiding what Activision is doing at this point. 
and it, yeah, it's it's a situation where it needs to be talked about. <laughs> yeah, the the not taking a side in terms of Activision thing is is to do what I said and acknowledge the victims and acknowledge a problem, and then leave it there. But actively choosing not to talk about it is choosing a side, and it's choosing perhaps the wrong one in most people's eyes. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, with YouTube removing the dislike button, how how will they know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, how Christ, how will yeah. how will the game awards know that we don't like their decision? Yeah, I mean, the dislike button is there. The the number doesn't go up. Yeah, Serotonin yeah. doesn't <laughs> increase. They know. Yeah, it, yeah, the viewer yeah. doesn't see the number, but the person does. Yeah, yeah. You can um, there's add-ons to bring that back for the record. So if we all yeah, want to I've see them, got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Oh, that's great. The internet the internet provideth. And uh, speaking of dislikes, one more news story to go out no. on. Just to hurt Josh, no. Chris Pratt has been confirmed to voice the Grinch in the ABC shorts for the story. That's it. I hate the Grinch now. Time to move on. Oh, that's crazy. That's almost like what the point of the story of the Grinch is. <laughs> Sounding <laughs> no, pretty Grinch Grinchy is designed to be... Ugh, yeah, I guess. Whatever, man. I can't wait till December ends now. <laughs> wait, wait. So does this mean does this mean it's now canon for Mario to steal Christmas? <laughs> Is the Grinch no. coming to Smash? Garfield steals Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> if it's on a Monday, you would. we now celebrate Christmas with lasagna. Gar- Garfield Garfield steals Christmas by kidnapping Princess Peach. <laughs> this is canon now. It sounds like a really bad Flash game from like my high school days. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's, it sounds like it sounds like hidden jump force DLC. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, put it in the game before it's taken out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, devs, devs, just just trust me. You might not understand, but your kids are gonna love it. <laughs> wow, Back to the Future references and all. We've got it all here, man. Oh yeah, got them all, got them all. Um, I guess that does bring us to the end of the news section. Um. Audience mailbag time. We actually got something in the mailbag. Oh, we got we got a couple things in the mailbag actually. Um, the first one was sent in uh, from a person called Josh. It says, uh, "Be nicer to Josh." Wow. Uh, no, thank you, thank you for that. But uh, no, we will put that in the paper shredder with the word suggestion box labeled on it. The second thing uh, sent in by Thomas, uh, number one fan, in his email signature. Thought that was kind of cute. Um, asking us what we think the most overrated game of this year is. So I actually had a really hard time con- uh, coming over this because it feels like this year has been kind of subdued with games, uh, game releases, and there wasn't really anything stand out for being hyped up. Uh, it feels like most things I saw were actually underhyped or underrated. So like um, you'd we'd see so much of the Guardians of the Galaxy game at every convention. Everyone was kind of getting sick of it. And then it came out and it's suddenly like, oh, hey, this game is actually really good. The marketing just kind of sucked for it. Uh, same thing mm-hmm. happened with Deathloop. We saw that a bunch. Everyone was just kind of getting sick of it. It came out and everyone's like, oh, hey, this game's actually really good. The marketing kind of sucked for it. <laughs> yeah. I I think Deathloop was the closest one that I could think of. Because I... I haven't played it, and honestly, from looking at it, it feels like the sort of game that I'd actually really enjoy. But in terms of audience perception to critical reviews, it seems like that one actually does have a bit of a split with people either really liking it or just not not getting it. Like, it seems like people are fairly decided on what they think of Deathloop, whether that's a, a good game or a bad game. Yeah, so see, I, I was taking a personal stance for this question, so I wanted to keep it to a game that I had played. And I, was, I was thinking Ratchet and Clank... Uh, Maybe, but it kind of, for me it lived up to being a really great game. Um, 
Deathloop I haven't played, so I can't talk about that. So all yep. that really left me with was Guilty Gear's Drive. <laughs> um, that's a game where I feel like the music and the music's great. The net code in that game is great, and on a visual level, it's great. But um, I I much prefer the last game in terms of gameplay and even in visuals for that. I think that last Guilty Gear game looked a lot better visually. Do you reckon New World was a bit overrated? That sort of like came, dropped, everyone spoke about it, and then it like left. I completely forgot about New World. Yeah, so did I. It wasn't on my on my list, but you know what? That is that is definitely my choice. I have a a, a, like a short list of ones I was gonna say, but New World by far takes the cake. Oh my god, what a disappointment! Yeah, because everyone was talking about it. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll jump on. I never did. Then like two weeks later, I was like, oh yeah. I'm not playing that anymore. I've jumped back into Josh. Yeah. Josh played it for I, I like two days actually, straight. I I absolutely smashed it. I I got to the point where I was one of the highest levels on the server within a day, um, and that's just how I play so, MMOs. But then was it just like a lack of continuity, or like why why did it suddenly lose your interest? So there was a few reasons, and the biggest point to me at least was that you sort of reach a point where you go, okay. This is where I would expect some kind of story beats or something to kick in in an MMO, something to really keep you grinding towards a semblance of a main quest. That main quest just doesn't really exist in New World, and the level gaps just take longer and longer and longer. It was like, we haven't got post-game content, which they didn't, which is why everyone dropped off for two week, after the two weeks had finished. Um, so let's try and make this grind as slow as possible. And it just uh, killed yeah. the game. So while you absolutely flew through the levels to start with, you start going through different zones. The PvP is fun. All of the skills are really fun. You get like a total of about three skills per weapon that you can actively use. By the time you've done that for each weapon, you're like, okay, when am I going to get something new? And it never comes. There's no story. There's comes. no new skills. There's no end game. The, the dungeons were not what you'd expect for an, from an MMO. They were done fairly well, but it was entirely around, rather than having like a healer and a tank and DPS roles, it was kind of like the tank would kind of just run away <laughs> because no one really knew what to do because you had three skills. There was no like active mitigation and cooldowns and stuff you'd use like in other games that really gave it a depth of skill. It was, I'm going to Dark Souls my way through this as the tank and the healer will do three abilities and run out of spells. It was just... It, it it was really just such a subpar game, honestly. Such a disappointment. And yet it was extremely hyped, you know? It was the yeah. biggest game on Steam on release day, and there was 10-hour queues for, for some servers across the world for the first week. And then it just died. <laughs> so, no, that's, that's definitely a good one. I guess we have our answer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's it then. Um, flip side, most underrated game this year? Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Oh, that is a good. I think I think Voice of Cards. I, I mean, yeah, I shielded it, but I'd, yeah, I, I'd I'd probably go with Voice of Cards as well. I played the demo for that; it was fantastic, and no one's talked about it since. Yeah, yeah it seems yeah, no one's like, talked about it at all. Yeah, come in and then sort of left. Delta Rune came out, or episode one or two of Delta Rune came out. I think episode, episode two, two came episode out. Episode two. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe that it's in episodes format. That's why it didn't uh, hit as well. Back for Blood was also very overrated in terms of what it was. I think I don't think it, I don't think people overrated that though. People weren't that impressed with it and go back to Left 4 Dead 2 and say, "Yeah, this is much better than Back for Blood." Yeah, that's so, true. 
it it's kind of in this point of it's a good game, but it's not living up to its predecessor. I'll run through the rest of my my shortlist I had just quickly to 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 get some vibes from you guys. But I I thought Pokemon Unite was definitely on my list as well. I was thinking of putting yeah. that on a short list as well. The only reason I didn't give that as my answer is because when it came out, <laughs> people were like wow, this is just really just baiting the credit card, you know? It was it went from hype to, uh, this is a game, despite all its flaws. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the new Nier game, uh, was I was on my list, Nier Replicant. Well, that's I just a remake of the old one, I call that overrated, it? because that's such a niche market as well. Yeah. Is it, though? Would you, would you call Nier Automata a niche game? Nier Automata, no. 100%. Nier... Near Automata dragged it out of being niche. Yeah, it's still very different though, and I get the feeling I, that I the don't even that... know if the I don't even know if the remake sold well because it doesn't have two B in it. Yeah, and and there was that whole focus around two B and sex sells so by the game consumers. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this game, I thought it was just overhyped because it was a near game. Despite I played the original and didn't really like it, and then I played this one and I was like, this is better, but I still didn't end up finishing it because i just it was the same game <laughs> i feel like the the original near has a very small cult following which is why i i couldn't class i i couldn't generally classify something with a small cult following as an overrated game fair what, what was that dungeons and dragons game that came out this year um was it dungeons and dragons game that came out this year uh in the dark alliance or something uh uh, it released on Game Pass and was like trashed. Um, oh, I missed that. Uh, Dark Alliance. I feel like I've heard no, of no. that, but so I haven't <laughs> seen anything for it. Okay, well, to yeah. give you a scale of so PC Gaming gave it eighty two percent, but IGN gave it four out of ten, and for IGN to give something oh. fucking less than a seven, holy fuck! Oh, four shit. from IGN—that's yeah. almost negative. Far yeah. out. That's below seven point nine. Like fuck. Too much water. <laughs> I spent a lot of water in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been so much yeah. water. Must have been underwater. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing a lot of it, but I think I only saw a lot of it because it was a, a Game Pass launch game, and then it sort of yeah. launched, and everyone's like, "Well, this is broken." Thanks, Game Pass, for warning <laughs> me, like for letting me play, making sure I don't buy. Yeah, this. Like, like I didn't pay money. Yeah. The um the other one that I thought Patrick would mention is um Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, I, that one, that one would pro. Oh God. It pre-released. That was hype. It was so yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like as soon as it released, everyone sort of agreed that it was going to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought the question was overrated, so I guess it doesn't not really overrated, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think I think like yeah, I think hype to delivery. It's certainly near the top of that list, but I wouldn't really consider that an overhyped game, just because. Once, once we had the game in front of us, people were like, "Oh no!" Yeah, anyway, no. I was getting, I was getting that impression like after the third character trailer, mm. where, where none of the characters say anything. Yeah, <laughs> and all the uh, animations were looking very stiff or very fast. Yeah, that whole mm. feel bad for the developers. Can't wait for multiverses. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, multiverses. Um, right, cool. I think I think that was a pretty good answering of that question um yeah if if anyone else out there listening have uh questions they want us to answer or to tell specifically someone that isn't me why they're wrong um feel free to email us at really should have prepared that fast travel lounge at gmail.com <laughs>
Um, not missing the L, right? Not like the Twitter handle. No, no, no. This has this has every letter. Every, this has every letter. Fantastic. No character limits on uh, this one. Every letter in the alphabet. <laughs> yes. Uh, as as <laughs> if, uh, in in the in the wise words of uh, of Mufasa, everything the light touches. Um, shall we do a quick round the lounge for what to expect next week? Starting with you, Josh. Um, I think more than likely, uh, I think by the time we record, Infinite should be out. So I'll probably end up playing the campaign for that. And then hopefully I'll actually get started on Tales of Arise, which has been out for a while now, but it's uh, it's been on my to-do list for a little while. So hopefully I can give you some some feedback on that. Sounds good. Seth? Uh, so Final Fantasy fourteen just got its uh, 6.0 update last night. Uh, I Today I just caught up to being able to start it so i'll probably come in with uh, some impressions on that exciting stuff and finally steve what about you definitely halo infinite cannot wait uh, hopefully i finish pokemon then i might jump in and play kingdom hearts 2 because i need to play kingdom hearts 3 and because i want to go back and replay everything i'm going back and playing 2 and then Birth by Sleep, and then Coded, and then 2.8, and then Dream Whoa, Drop you're, you're missing one in this list. What about, um, was it Chain of Memories? The one oh, in Chain of Memories is before two, yeah, so, so he must have already yeah, gone through it. I've already gone through Chain of Memories. <laughs> You've already done it. Oh, okay, you're, better than, you're a better man than I. Uh, <laughs> half, of that game, half of that game is really good. It's pretty like, oh, wow, this card system is really neat. And then the other half of the game is, okay, I'm fucking sick of it. Let me out. I found out how to abuse the card system. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's like, okay. So which, which half of the game is good to you and which half is bad? The first half. Then like, oh, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite. I think the second half as Riku is much better. I just I hated the fucking Riku part. It just it felt like it was a, all right, it's the same thing. You're already sick of the game. You already sort of know how to cheese it all the best. And then because you couldn't customize the desk, the deck with Riku, it was pretty much like, a, all right, you can't like cheese it in this exact way. Yeah, all that's like you can't build the deck a certain way to focus on magic or summons or something. My Is favorite it... part was when Riku summoned Exodia. <laughs> all yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's Un- what unfor- I'm looking unfortunately, Sora Sora only has one blue eyes. Damn. <laughs> Man, I, I heard that um, Kyrie ripped up the other blue eyes and threw them off the boat. Well, Kyrie couldn't do anything. True. <laughs> Not even if he tried. What about Roxas? What about Namine? You got so many other characters. I don't know why I went with Kyrie. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> because you've only played Kingdom Hearts one. No, I played Kingdom Hearts three, and I played um. To completion. Was... Please say you played Kingdom I, Hearts I, two. I haven't played Kingdom Hearts two Fuck because I I can't get through the card game. Every time you I start, have... I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> Yeah, if, if you don't like it, I'd, you're not missing much. Like there, there is some uh, we'll, weird we'll story talk about beats. It next week. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway, yeah, that's and that's yeah, that's all I'm playing. Long story short. Cool. Um, who 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 is right? Uh, do do you think the first half or the second half is better? Uh, do you want to tell Seth and or Steve that they're wrong? Um, email us fasttravelloungeatgmail.com. <laughs> had to get that one in there uh, that brings us to the end of episode 5 thank you very much for tuning in and we'll see you next time